Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Thursday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm... Just joking, Jose's not fucking here, it's Kyle. <laughs> As you couldn't tell by the I am before it started playing. <laughs> Good trick, Kyle, you yeah. got us. What's going on, everyone? Congratulations, you made it to the end of the week. It means it's Friday. Woohoo! I love Friday. Woohoo! It's my second favorite F word. <laughs> yeah? What's your first favorite, friends? Fuck. Oh, I thought it'd be friends. I walk around all day today, because today's Thursday, going... Friday Eve, fuckers. It's Friday Eve, fuckers. I fucking hate working. <laughs> I spent all night last night going, oh, fuck me, fuck me. Food poisoning. Then found out that I broke a tooth. So. I wonder what you ate. Uh, McDonald's. Well, food poisoning takes like seven hours to kick in, so it's usually what you ate prior. Um, I didn't eat anything prior. That was the first time you ate? Yep. I ate... I ate that at like nine, and I woke up at like two thirty throwing up, and I was throwing up violently out of both ends. Not that anyone needs to know that you were you were pissing out of your asshole. Yep, mm, and then I that's always a ton of fun. I fell asleep like I put my phone on the sink, um, by the side of the sink, and I fell asleep. And you woke up in your own duty. No, sitting up next to my tub. And with duty on you, no, my alarm was going off, and with duty to, on it, I have to be to work at six. So I have to be <laughs> working <coughs> at six, and I woke up at seven o'clock, and I was like, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna go. Did in you get in trouble for, for calling in late? No, no. They didn't say nothing. No. You said I was pissing out of my asshole. No, I just so. said I had food poisoning. I'm not gonna be in today, and so I went back to sleep for a little while until like <laughs> noon. And then tomorrow I gotta go to the dentist and get probably get teeth pulled. So that should be fun. What a great week this has been, right? Oh, what a great week it is. Hope everyone has liked the new uh, new longer without episodes. Oh yeah, Every, everybody <laughs> seemed to fucking quite love it a lot. I don't know. It was like a split. It was a split. Uh, it wasn't a split. Decision. It wasn't a split. What do you mean it wasn't a split? Everybody's like, oh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. That's how you took it? That's how I took Some it. Some people are like, oh, as long as I still get comic book reviews, it's good, which is shocking because I didn't think comic book reviews is that. I was I was telling my my friend that I, was I work like, with. Comic book reviews, is that important of a show, really? I said, when we talk about shows and we do stuff, you always say comic <laughs> reviews is third. When we when we always try to put you know our order of what we think you know shows from one well, to three are because that's how people tell me it is they're like well we love we love what the fuck Friday we love the normal podcast like without the normal podcast we wouldn't have you guys so we love all that <coughs> and then all the little dollar signs uh, <laughs> they they say comic book reviews is third <laughs> until we talked about merging comic book reviews. Yeah, and, then, and now everybody is saying that they need comic People are coming out of the woodworks that didn't even know listen to us and, and commenting on it. People on SoundCloud are going nuts. It seems to be the people that, like on SoundCloud that use SoundCloud the most are the ones that are mo- the most vocal about not wanting to get rid of comic reviews. Comic reviews is always my favorite. This, is, this is the fun, one I enjoy the most out of all of them. Because we sit and we, we do the one thing that we enjoy doing. 
we talk about comic books. Yeah. This is the show that we talk about comic books. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about comic books on any other show that we do. And we don't think of you guys as dollar cents. That was just a, a, a little jab at a conversation that was had <laughs> on the on the old Facebook. <laughs> on the old Facebook. But um No, I this is my favorite. Like I was telling my buddy, I was like, man, I I like that's why I like I want still to do all of my books every week. Because I like doing comic reviews. We'll we'll see how it goes. It might get to the point where we have to drastically cut back on books. No. <laughs> I think we cut back on news before we cut back on books. But you guys are still... We're going to bring you guys new shows. I know we promised you new shows. We're going to start those at the end of the year. Or with beginning of next year. Um, We're still kind of working out how that's going to go. So like in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Well, probably a little bit longer than that. I would say probably the first of February. It was time to plan. Um... <laughs> We like to do things that well, cause we else pays. <laughs> well, no, because we gotta. If we're gonna do what we're gonna do, we have to plan. We have to get people set up. We have to set up interviews. We have to do all yeah. this shit in the row in, in a row before we launch it. Um, what else? I'm gonna say we're trying to decide what we want to do with What the Fuck Friday. I don't know if we're gonna uh, keep it or do away with it or what we should do with it. I think my honest opinion, and I know I'm gonna hear about this from everybody. <clears throat> Is I think we should get rid of it. I think the new show should go on Friday. For the stuff that we're talking about that we have planned, I think for what we want to do, Friday is a better day to do it. Because mm-hmm. what we want to do, more people are freer on Friday than they are like on a Tuesday. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it would for what we want to do, it would be easier for people on Friday. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. That's that's just what I think. It's easier for people to want to do things on the weekend than it is on like a Tuesday night. Like a guest, I think a guest is easier for the weekend than it would be on a Tuesday night. Well, I mean, I had ideas about how to do it that we'll talk about later because I mean, we haven't really discussed the idea. It's just a hey, that sounds like a cool idea. We haven't really got into the semantics of all of it yet. Oops. Um. But we don't know what we're doing with that yet. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're still going to get a show Monday. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> you're still going to get a show Monday. You'll still get D&D episodes either Tuesday or Wednesday. And then you'll get the podcast with comic book reviews on Friday. Yeah, but I, I that's what I think. I think Friday, I don't know. I have, I have all kinds of ideas fucking rolling around in my head. Uh, so. But, um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm, that's where I'm sitting right now. Hopefully, everyone liked the newest uh, episode of D and D that we put out. I fucking loved it. But the reason we're doing this is because we're trying to grow and we're trying to expand and we're trying to reach more people. And right now, we've kind of pigeonholed everything where we're in one. Medium, and we're trying to reach a massive audience. We're trying to reach more of an audience and bring them into the absolute geek family, I should say. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's essentially the only reason all this is taking place is because we want more growth and we want to we want to grow exponentially in 2017. So we're just trying to make the steps to make that happen. So yeah, word. With that being said, how about uh? How about Sunday's episode of Walking Dead? It was good. 
It was really good. Finally gave you everything you wanted. It really, it it did. It no bitching. No bitching. No bitching from Kyle. This they week. fucking. We had multiple plots going on. We had multiple different characters. We got to see a little bit of everybody. We got to see Negan. We got to see Rick. We fucking. I don't even think we saw Tara. Um, I don't think we seen her. <clears throat> I think we did. I think it was at the very beginning. She was still whining. Yeah. We got uh. It, it, which what I really liked about this episode is everybody is like separating to go after Negan themselves. Yeah, like Rosita's gonna she's gonna take one bullet to fucking it has got fucking Negan's name on it. You know what I mean? Which is cool that she got you know, and it, it's good because that this is what Eugene's place is in The Walking Dead. He is, he makes bullets. Even in the newest issue that we're talking about, he knows that's his place. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, just like in the comic, just like in this week's comic that came out yesterday, which we'll get into, but he's actually arguing about that. This is our fucking place. This is my place my to get bullets to where they need to so that when it shit goes down, we are ready. So I, I like that that's initiating Eugene being the bullet maker, which it, it started in the last season. But I think him making that bullet really is really setting it like, you know, he's he's he knows he can go back there because, you know, he was kind of nervous about it because of fucking ginger. And uh, Abraham, you racist, <laughs> you racist he, fuck. He has no soul. Um, that's that's fucking mad racist, bro. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> That's, That's fucking not. mad racist. That's not. You just said gingers have no souls. <laughs> Don't say you didn't. That's exactly what you just said. <laughs> I did not. South Park said it. <clears throat> Anyways. I get, I get all my learning from South Park. Did you watch any episode of South Park? No, I haven't watched it yet. They, it was the season finale, and they fucking finally ended the stupid trolling shit. Oh, did they? Yeah. So they end up... <laughs> what happens... Spoiler alert if you're not watching it. Um, what essentially happens is they blow up... They overload the internet and blow up the internet, and then they <laughs> reboot the internet and make a new internet. And they go interview this old dude from Podunk Town, or Mich- er, fucking USA. And they're like, "You got to send the first new email on the new internet. Who did you send it to?" It's like I sent it to my friend so and so, and the reporter's like, "All right, well, what did you send him?" I sent him a picture of my dick, and I called him a fag, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ended. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But anyway, sorry, off topic, back to Walking Dead. But yeah, and then the whole uh, Coral, him making Coral sing, it was it was kind of close to the comic, but it wasn't at the same time. Like, I liked that he, like, he was being like a father figure he to He didn't Coral. make him sing in the comic, that's for sure. No. But he, like, but he did the whole... Wear that shit with the badge of honor and all that stuff. All that yeah. stuff was from the comic. You look badass. Mm-hmm. But I, I like, you know, like, he was going to show Coral his first boobie. Yep. Negan is the quintessential father figure for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Not only did he tell you that to look at them titties and look at them often. Gave him a beer. He gave him his first beer. I think, uh... Look at them titties. Here's a beer. I think, uh... It's kind of weird, though, like, in the comic, they really make it that Negan is the, uh... 
You were working real hard to show that middle finger to the roommate. And he didn't even see it. <laughs> didn't even fucking look. Didn't even act like... He didn't even fucking... He like he didn't even acknowledge. He you. put our fucking blind his blinders up. He's like, they're not podcasting in there. Yeah. Fuck that. There's no show going on. But show they do a show. What show? I think what's kind of weird. What what the show has done different than the comic with Negan is every team. Every <laughs> kind of well, like you're you're looking at him. You know he's a bad guy, but you know what? Pretty much, if you do your shit, you're all right. Yeah, you work. Scavenge a little bit, go to the other places, get work, put in your eight. He's a good dude. He'll have a beer with you. I mean, really. He's Just don't fuck his wives, even if they were your wife first. Right, he's going to melt your fucking face. He truly doesn't come off like he does in the comics. They're not portraying him the same. I don't know what it is. It's They can't. He's not as... he's. Maybe it's the it's not they can't do the vulgarness that they. There's just some characters that don't transition well from comics to, to the TV to, or to the big screen, and he he happens to be one of them. Like, like you don't it's, it's, have the, the the swearing, you don't have his vulgarness, you don't have his nastiness. Like that's part of what makes Negan Negan is his nastiness. You don't you don't get that with with this like you do in the comics. And he's like a different. He's like. <laughs> In in the in the comic, he's more in your face in an abrasive um, way, yeah. And and like in, in in the show, he's a little more psychological. Yes, he's he likes Negan doesn't mind fuck you in the comic. He is like, this is it and this is it. Negan in the show likes to he he like he he noodles the noodle around. He well, he, he kind of does mind fuck you in a comic because not he, like not like he's doing in the show. Like no, no. But, and maybe maybe I didn't. Maybe me reading the comic, I didn't. That's not how I perceive him. Well, I'm talking like the point where he's like, I stuck my dick down your throat and you thanked me. But that's that's a different psychological. Like what he's yeah. doing with Coral and what he's doing, talking and stuff. Like he's being very like like more psychological than he like in the comic he's he says that shit but he's saying that shit to be a prick in the comic yeah like and and an abrasive prick Mm -hmm. in the show he's doing it to 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 be psychological and mind fucking right because in the comic he's not trying to and and i think break rick down he wants to take rick over and he wants to know he's taking him over he's not trying to break him down and make him fall in line like he is in the in the in the show, the show is more of I'm breaking you down. You're gonna fall in line. I need to break this dog before he's gonna follow my yeah. directions. And in the comic, he's not like that. He's just like I'm here. There's nothing you can fucking do about it. So either you need to do as I say, or you're gonna reap the consequences. And I I think that's the hard thing. That's the hard. Uh, that's where I'm like, because you know, in the show, I'm kind of like, you know what. He's not a bad dude. Got a little chip on his shoulder, but you know what? He's just trying to keep shit in line. And, you know, with with less rules in place, you know, you can't call the popo in the, in the Walking Dead. You know? Right. You, you got to take care of shit yourself. So he's got to be, but I, really? He doesn't seem like a bad dude. <coughs> the real, I mean, like, you, 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 no, you get some you're titties, true. you get a beer, like, yeah, no way. I mean, like, he, he'd walk and call around, look at me, look at me, I'm fucking, yeah. you know, here, here's some fatherly advice, here, look at me, like, look at what's going on, look at how I do, it's, 
it, and then he sits, you know, like when he goes back and he sits there and he's got like, and he's sitting in Alexandria. It's just, I don't know. When he I, called, when he called, what's her name? Fat. And then he apologized. And then he apologized and then said he wanted to fuck her. And then she slapped him. And then she, he's like, you are 50% more hotter to me now. I just. Olivia. He's really not coming off as the villain he does in the comic or the antagonist. He's just kind of. I don't know. He's not a bad dude. Well, and to be fair, we haven't really seen. I think that's what it is. You've only seen him in three episodes. Four yeah. episodes, really. And like, you know, like they released that they're going to start All Out War at the mid-season finale or break. Mm-hmm. And I know it's eight episodes, but the way they have, and this is what I was trying to convey when we were talking about it before, is... I know they can do more in a 60 to a 90 minute episodes and I don't know how what their plans are for the next 8 episodes if they're going to be all 70 to 90 minute episodes or not. I think but, that's what they're trying to do because it seems to be their their MO lately. It just seems like they are uh, it seems like they were going to they're going to rush it to me but I, I I guess you're right what takes you know 30 odd pages over Eight books, they could probably they probably could do in a hundred minutes. <clears throat> I yeah. guess so, but it just seems like like the way they have these plot lines right now, it seems like they're gonna have to like wrestle them all in real quick, and then like so like what they have to do is they have to bring Rosita and Michonne and everybody back in line. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so that they've they've got to row them back in. So that they're on board. Because right now, they're t- really not on board. Well, unless they're, they go completely different with their storyline, which is what it, they could possibly be doing. And they could. I just don't <clears throat> see it. But they, like, Rick still has to, like, snap. And I think I think Coral being there is what's going to trigger everything. But they have to align Hilltop more still. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've kind of started it with Maggie being in control. They still don't know about the kingdom. Yeah. Like, they still have to, like, go there and, like, make friends and then come up with this plan. Well, Jesus knows about the kingdom, so he's very familiar with it. Because him and but, Ezekiel are good friends. But so. they haven't... But they, they haven't established that. Yes, yeah. yeah I, but I, they I, have to... But they have a lot to do. Like, they have eight episodes. Between then and now, yeah. But they have a lot. They have a, like, they have, there's one season, there's one episode left before they go on break till fucking February. Yeah. So I'm assuming what that episode is going to be is uh, Rick finishing off his his boating adventure. Because he's got a, he's still got a boat across the pond to get the, uh, remember he was at that guy's house and he was going to boat across yeah. the, the lagoon to get to his house to take his shit. He's got to do that. But he's boating across the lagoon to take his shit. <laughs> That's what he's going to do, right? Take a shit? Take his shit. Oh, I thought you said take a shit. No, I take was like, his shit. In the he, zombie apocalypse, he can literally shit anywhere he wants. He's going to go across this pond to this dude's house. I'd still use drop my home, fucking, I would still use my home bowl. Yeah, you'd still go home and do it. Huh? Mm, I'd still wait. I'd be I'd be pucking it up, keeping it sucked in, and not letting the turtle pop out of the shell as I go across the lagoon and steal shit and bring it back. I ain't in that dude's house. <laughs> But I mean, they still they still got to get him back, right? They still have to, so he still has to get back to find out that Negan has quarrel. Okay, Michelle Michonne is on her way there right now. 
Okay, Rosita is pretty much starting to figure out how to try to figure out how to get there as well. There's just it just seems like there's a lot of things they have to do to get together. So they're gonna do all that real quick, get them all back together, bring all three communities, maybe four together, to 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 get their game plan, and then so it looks like all out war. It looks like it might be three episodes, which. Don't get me wrong, if they were 90-minute episodes, I, I guess that's more than enough time. But it just, it seems like they're going to rush it if they do it. I thought maybe they would, that's how they would end the season, was going to war. But, I mean, it, that article we read, it didn't, it kind of alluded to it, and at the same time, it didn't. Like, I think they're really going to get the plan together. But, well, I think looking back, because I went back and was re-looking at it, Looking back at it, All Out War is a relatively small event. It just took up a lot of issues because when you're telling it in 32 pages between panels, you need the extra time to tell it to where it could easily be told. It's two books a week? It could easily, well, two, every two weeks. So two, two books it, a month. It's two books a month for, what, three months, four months? Yeah, but the, you, you're focused on all these different characters through 32 pages of panels to our TV. You can do it a lot quicker through 90 minute episodes. I just think to have the war that they've built up so hard for Negan to have this war to to introduce him, have him reign and then take him down in the matter of one season that that seems rushed to me. Especially since they've they've dragged this first half of the season out like they have to like to go f- like it seems like they're going to go from if they're going to do that, they're going from second gear to fifth gear. Like, they went from, we're just cruising through downtown to, fuck it, we're on the freeway. But they kind of have to, because the way people are bitching about, oh, this season but of it's the already, Walking Dead But it's sucks. already written and filmed. I this mean, season of The Walking Dead sucks. They like, can't, they're not going to change now. It's already filmed. Yeah. They've already done it. Even though we're bitching now, it doesn't matter. Everything's already done. We can, we can bitch to the cows came home, and, and AMC and fucking Scott Gimble and all them are like, fuck you, we've already record, we've already, yeah. we've already done all the episodes, so it, it doesn't matter how much we're bitching. They're not. They're not going to rush it now. They're not going to go back and redo anything. Do you know what I mean? They've Maybe already, they've already done it. They're not yeah. going to. Re- they're not going to redo it. Probably not. They're not redoing shit. And it doesn't matter how much we bitch. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. They've already done it. Yeah. No, I don't expect them to redo anything. I really don't. No. And and they've already just like I said, they've already recorded it, and we're halfway. They've already recorded every episode. They're done. Everybody's fucking back home. Doing back home speaking. Australian and British and shit. Lots of Brits. And, uh, but I thought it was a good episode. It was, it wasn't action packed, which n- since the first episode, none of them have been. Well, you got some action. You got Carl blowing away the few dudes at the beginning. Yeah. You finally got to see Negan use the iron to the face. and Which was all right. It looked weird to me. It looks weird when he first, like that first shot when he places on the face, it doesn't look like it's anywhere near the dude's face. <laughs> and then when they pull it away, you know, it's like gum that stuck to the bottom yeah. of your shoe. Which I would imagine that's what your face is going to look like when you get hit with an iron like that. Probably. But. Burn and like chunks coming and yeah. stretching with it. But like I thought I'm surprised w- nobody was like, man, it fucking stinks like burning flesh in here. Right? At least one people going, one person going, yeah. like turning their head and like who do you squinting think, their eyes. What do you think it's, that it is that's helping out Daryl? Do you think it's uh, Dwight's wife or do you think it's Dwight himself? His wife. I think it's Dwight. I think it's his wife. I think the double cross is starting to happen. 
I think he's going to die because it would be weird to have fucking Dwight and Daryl on the same I side. Think that's what the double cross is going to be is I think Dwight is going to let Daryl go. And Daryl's going to go back to Hilltop. Or not Hilltop, but Alexandria. And Negan's going to kill Dwight. And Negan's going to find out that Dwight let him go. And Negan's going to qu- kill Dwight. That would be cool. He's going to walk in on Dwight freaking his wife. <laughs> Another one fucking my wife. But I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was way better than the last few episodes have been. What so. would you, what would you rate it, sir? I gave it an eight. An eight. Yep. Seven five. Because it was everything that I was asking for. It had multiple plot lines. Everybody was in the episode. There was different things going on. You were like, "What the fuck?" All right, cool. Not like the comic, but like the comic. It was. It, it's what it, it's. It was good. I think we haven't seen much of the kingdom because. I think a lot of their budget goes to doing the CGI for Shiva. And I think that's... Well, even even leading up to it, there wasn't a whole... In the, even in the comic, there wasn't a ton of kingdom scenes. Even yeah. now, it's 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 still... Focused mainly on Alexandria. Yeah, it's still like blimps, like blips of, uh, of the kingdoms. There's just... In the comic, there was just... Leading up to it, once they meet Ezekiel, there was more Ezekiel. But they just haven't met him yet. So, what the fuck are you looking at? Nothing. Listening to you. (laughs) So that's what I think. You been watching Flash at all? No. No? Damn. It's not on. Well, the season finale was yesterday. Yeah. Tuesday? Or Tuesday, yeah. No, it's on my DVR. It's good. It's been a pretty good season. They just introduced uh, Servitor. So... Or Sevator. I need to go back and watch. Um, I really enjoyed the Invasion crossover storyline. They did the Invasion storyline. Was all four episodes good? Um, the Supergirl one you can do without. It's kind of like a prequel. You only see Barry and Cisco in the last five minutes. Not even last five minutes, like f- last 15 seconds. Ah, oh, shitty. But um, that Flash episode was really, really good. And then the Arrow episode was really, really good. Mm. Even, like, one of my favorite... Out of all those shows, like, Legends of Tomorrow is starting to become one of my favorite shows. I never get into it. And I like this second season because the second season they're going to different, like, periods in time and dealing with historical events that took place, which is really cool to me. So it's Bill and Ted's with superheroes? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. That's that's probably the best way to put it, yeah. But they're going back to, like, other historical events in... And they're writing the, the wrongs that happened at that time. <laughs> they're going to bring so. them back into a history report? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So they don't have to go to military but school? Last night's episode of Arrow, man, was fucking nuts. What pissed me off is that I only had, I could only watch, ha- I only DVR'd half the episode because they were showing the fucking Grand Valley State University, the fucking basketball game. What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? For Arrow last night. So they showed the GS or GSU or whatever school that fucking Gabe goes to. It was on that channel? Yeah. The basketball game was on CW. And it recorded half the basketball game. And then Arrow started halfway through. Oh, that so sucks. I had to go to the CW app and watch the rest of Arrow on the CW app. And, man, let me tell you, there's so many ads on that CW app. There's probably more ads on that app than there is during the fucking show. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's like six ad breaks. I think it breaks. was the same commercials. I no, there's like six ad breaks in every, and there's like three to four ads per ad break. So I was like, Jesus Christ, like something would happen, and then they're like, 
ads, 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 ads. I'm like, fuck, I never <laughs> want to watch it like this ever again. That's how I usually been watching it. I might catch up tomorrow with it. That's what I might actually do tomorrow at work. Uh, Flash, I mean, it was it kind of dwindled the first couple of episodes, and then it picked up strong, so... And the season, the season finale was really, really good. Or not season, but mid-season finale was really, really good. My iPhone started dying real fast as of yesterday. Me too. <laughs> I don't know what it was, what that's with, about. Like all of a sudden, like by the time I get to work, I'm already like twenty percent yeah. down, and I don't even do anything. Like, yeah, on the way I to work. I have no idea what's up with that. <laughs> it must be the updated glitch or something, because I noticed it's. I've been having to like. Usually I can make it all day. I can stream music. I can watch a couple movies at work, or I can listen to the I can listen to TV and stuff. And I can mm-hmm. usually make it home, and just plug it in if I go to bed. But now I'm charging it like halfway through the day. Well, mine's not that bad, but like I'll go into 50, like twenty percent battery saving mode at like seven o'clock at night when normally it's it lasts like, me all day. I had charged it all the way to fifty percent uh, when I left work at like three o'clock, and now it's at twenty eight. I have not, my phone has been on the charger all day because I've been sick and sleeping. I took it off long enough to go to the store to buy some soup and stuff to eat, and it's at 50%. I don't know what, all, all of a sudden, like, and my buddy at work was making a joke, yeah, the iPhone took the year mark, now it's dying real fast. <laughs> yeah. But, um. But, man, that fucking, now I'm done with The Walking Dead. It was a good episode. We were doing vlogging a long time ago. We were talking about Flash. I know, but now I'm thinking about the Spider-Man trailer. I don't know. Let me go, let me know, guys, if you're out there, if you're watching Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. I don't necessarily watch Supergirl. Nobody contacts us unless we change something. I know. <laughs> right? We don't know. We don't know what we're doing right if we don't have your input regularly, and then we change something, then all you do is complain. <laughs> That's right. We but, love you all, but goddamn, you complain a lot. <laughs> Only when we change something. <laughs> Only when we change something. But man, that's that Spider Man. That, that's like the fucking coolest seventeen seconds I've probably ever yeah, fucking had. I mean, there's not a whole lot of news this week, but we got the we got a teaser trailer for Spider Man Homecoming. I love that. What are you wearing? Yeah, Happy. I'm I'm so excited to see Happy back. Like that was one of my favorite parts of that trailer yeah. was to see Happy back, and then I like how it was all first person. <laughs> what are you wearing? It's my outfit. What do you mean? Didn't you see the case? Where's the case? It's like what case? Upgrades, compliments of TS. Mm-hmm, that's cool. He's got wings. He does. He has the wings. Like old, old school Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like a like OG Spider-Man. Yep. That's fucking cool. He does a backflip off this building and fucking glides over everybody, which is cool. Fuck yeah. But the we're supposedly supposed to get two trailers. Tonight. Tonight. During Jimmy Kimmel Live. So look out for those to hit the internet. Um, what else did we get? We got the first trailer for... Um, Transformers: The Last Night kind of looks really dumb. I didn't even fucking watch it. Kind of looks, I don't know. Mark but, Wahlberg with Transformers, and it's kind of like the original. Like, I don't know. Pass. Optimus Prime looks evil now because it shows the end of like Optimus Prime fighting Bumblebee. Weird. So, um, gonna pass on that one. We got the trailer for the Mummy. The Fucking Tom Cruise mummy remake. Meh. So. All I keep watching is the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Fucking. I don't know if we talked about that or not, but that fucking trailer is awesome. It is very good. I've probably watched it like 13 times. Yeah. I like I am group. No! Yeah. 
One more time. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. No! <laughs> the best part, I think, that what totally makes that trailer is the end with Drax. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking pointing and you laughing at him. You feelings for her. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that she told your deepest, darkest secret to everyone. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> and I think that, like, during the trailer, you're going, Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, hell yeah, this movie's gonna be, and then that happens, you're like, Dude, this movie's gonna be fucking hilarious, and you know well, it's gonna be funny throughout the whole it's thing. It's just like he had good, he had good parts in the in volume one. Mm-hmm. Well, he's they're explaining the plan, he's like, What? He's like, didn't you hear anything I said? He's like, oh, sorry, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> you know, he had good parts throughout the first movie too. But yeah, that's that is a that is a funny moment. I think it's gonna show that. I think this one's gonna be a lot funnier than the first one. Like the first one was funny and it was good, and I fucking love it. But I think now that they've they've opened the door and they got the reaction that they got out of the movie, I think I think they've made it more lovable, and I think they've made it more funny, and I think they've made it more. And I'm hoping I don't fucking eat my words on this, but I think they're going to make it, and it's going to just be an all-around even better movie because I think they they were giving more more freedom to to write and to be able to do what they want with this one because it, how good the first one did. And so I, that's why I'm expecting this to be a really good movie. It'll be interesting to see how, if they connect Guardians of the Galaxy to the Avengers movies in this one because they're... The next time you'll see him will be Infinity Wars. But my the question... The most expensive movie known to man. But what I'm wondering is if they're going to split... I know they're splitting Infinity Wars into two movies. And I know that Spider-Man... It's already been announced that Spider-Man's only going to be in the second one. So you're not going to see him again until Avengers 4. To like 2019? Yeah. You'll see him next year in a standalone movie. And then you won't see him again until Avengers 4. So my thinking behind that is that your first, the first Avengers movie is going to follow probably Steve Rogers and his team, and then they're going to have to call in help, and then that's when Tony Stark's going to assemble everyone else, or they're going to, you know, or the Avengers are going to get beat down so bad at the end of the first movie that. Oh, you think Thanos is going to give him a fucking? Oh, dude, Thanos is going to give ass him an ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to give them an ass whooping in the first movie. And then they're going to have to assemble everyone to come help. They're going to need every hero. And that's that. So then you think Avengers 4 is going to be the expensive movie? Avengers 4 is going to be the one that. That they're going to be paying billions of dollars for actors. Yeah. But I, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, and that's what I'm saying, is I'm kind of wondering if the Guardians will be in both movies because they have a lot to do with Thanos. And they're hunting Thanos, and we know that Thanos is on his way to. To Earth, but we still Earth. have a lot to play out in Thor Ragnarok, because we know that uh, Stephen Strange is going to play a big part in Ragnarok, as well as Hulk. Isn't that a song? Ragnarok! Even though even though Thor Ragnarok is starting to feel more like World War Hulk of the movie than it is, because rumor has it that John Cena is going to be in that movie, because <laughs> apparently Jeff Goldblum's character in it is get, like, gathering all of the... Dinosaurs? World's champions... <laughs> To all the champions of every world to fight in a tournament, and since he's a world champion, like Capcom versus Marvel, kind of, he's like a world champion wrestler. He's gonna be like Earth's world champion, <laughs> and he's supposedly supposed to get like killed right away. So we'll really, that. that's that's what the rumor is. That's what I'm hearing around the interwebs. 
the, the four corners of the geek. <laughs> That's, That's funny. What I'm hearing. But I still think my idea that I told you about yesterday was funny. Which one? Take the the picture that uh, Jose made of you holding John Cena's root <laughs> and put it on a shirt. And then you wear that shirt oh, the next time you meet John Cena. For real, I want to do that. <laughs> Get a I, picture dude, I bet you he flips out, though. You think he'd be pissed? Yes. You think so? Yes. I'm going to walk up with a picture of me touching his root <laughs> on a shirt and then take a picture with him, me wearing that shirt. Dude, I think it'd he's, be fucking hilarious. He's going to be pissed. I oh. think it'd be hilarious. I bet it'd you be f- even better if you just pulled the shirt out of the bag and like, will you hold this up? And he holds it. I bet you he flips the fuck out. <laughs> I bet you I get thrown out. I bet you he flips out, dude. I don't, I don't think so. You think he, he has a sense of humor? I don't think he has a, I think he has a sense of humor. I don't know, he man. I watched that fucking diva show. I Not, think he does. I've seen him in his house, dude. He flips. He's, he's they kind a of priest. make him look like an asshole in that show. Yeah, dude, he's a priest. I'm not talking to that. Uh, yeah, the what's that show where you're, they're like, what was that? I was watching one there's episode where they Total were, Bellas and then there's Total Divas. Total Bellas. And yeah, he he, he kind of looks like a dickhead in both of them. Like I just think that's how they make him out. Just I remember I'm one episode where he made everybody come in a in a tux to to eat dinner oh, at yeah, their every, house. Every Sunday they had family dinner and they had to wear. Dress up like it's Downton Abbey. Dude's a dick, dude. And then Guaranteed, to, dude is a dick. They had to retire to the, the smoking room. Dude is a dick, and he's guaranteed does not have a sense of humor. He I would, think he does. I, I would put money on He does not have a sense of humor. This is what we'll do. If he comes back and he has a sense of humor about it, I will pay for your picture with John Cena. <laughs> no way, because I'd rather see you get a picture of No, no, I'm going to get a picture, the- too. But I will pay for a picture with you, John Cena, if he doesn't. For you if get, he has a sense of humor about it, because I do not think he has a sense of humor. It about doesn't it. matter if he does or not. Even if you get kicked out, it's so worth it because forever you're gonna have a picture <laughs> of you holding John Cena's root as as wear, come, while wearing a shirt. Of I got that. my arm around yeah. him <laughs> while getting a picture with John Cena. I don't think he, you're paying a hundred dollars for that picture. I don't think he gives a fuck. Either way, he's getting his money. He doesn't give a fuck. I bet you gets pissed, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. I bet you he gets pissed. That's just what I think. Because what would you do? You'd get pissed. I, I would <laughs> this do This motherfucker's funny. got a shirt of me, of him touching me, my dick. I, I think it's funny. Like, I that's the fucking run. Well, I think he's got a sense of humor because, like, if you look at his Instagram account, it's all, like, random pictures. There's no explanation behind them or nothing. It's just random things he posts. And Until you're wearing a shirt where, you're, <laughs> where a dude's grabbing his dick, dude. I, dude it's amazing. Cupping his, cupping it, his root. It's a fucking Photoshop picture. It's not like it actually happened. You know how funny it'd be to wear dude, around that convention? It would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. That's why I said you need to totally fucking do it. I'm gonna... Uh, dude, I can't even imagine making that shirt, going and picking that shirt up after it's been made. I wouldn't pick it up. I'd make you pick it up. You'd make me go pick it up for you? Because I wouldn't want to explain it to the people at the fucking (laughs) shirt place. Uh, Dude, that'd be fucking fantastic. (laughs) It really would. I would would lose my shit over it, man. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, uh, the new show, the DC sitcom Powerless, everyone's been waiting for. Um, That's scrapped. Nope, that is going to debut... On Oops. February 2nd, as Kyle is selling something on eBay. <laughs> um, that's going to premiere February 2nd. Um, I already posted it on Facebook, but if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z and you've been waiting for Dragon Ball Super to come to the States, you're getting that. It's going to air on Toonami, Adult, well, Adult Swim, 
on, I believe it's Saturday, January 7th, as well as the um, Majibu arc for Dragon Ball, um, fuck is it, Kai. So you finally get the final arc of Dragon Ball Kai plus the new arc of Super. Which sucks for me because I've been watching Super in Japanese, so I'm like already 70 episodes ahead. <laughs> it's always weird when you watch anime and you watch it in Japanese and then they translate it over. You're like, that's not that fucking guy's voice. Yeah, well, I, when it comes to Dragon Ball, I like the American voice dub better mm-hmm. because Goku, and in Japan, it's a woman that voices Goku's voice and it's really high pitched and it's really annoying. I like his voice actor in America better, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm I'm excited for it to finally be here, but like I said, I'm already seventy episodes ahead, so I probably <laughs> don't know how much I'll be paying attention to it. But I think I offended a guy on Offer Up the other day. Oh, really? Did I tell you about that? No. What'd you do now? Kyle? There was a dude. He was selling comics, and he had a New Mutants '98. Uh huh. Really? I don't know. So I messaged him. I was like. He was selling all of his comics, but I was like, uh, how much do you want for the New Mutants 98? And I, I hate when people do this over the internet. This is, this is... Oh, I don't know. Make me an offer. Yes, this is that's one of my... What do you think? It, what do you think it's worth? It, I said, and I kept telling him, I said, it's your book. You need to tell me what you want for it, and then we can negotiate. Either I like your price or you don't, or I'm going to throw you another price after you get it. But what do you, I, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I really want it to go to somebody that doesn't want to flip it. I said, well, I really want it for my personal collection. It's Once I finally get a nice copy of New Mutants 98, I'm never going to get rid of it. It's going to sit. I said, I've already made that promise to the guy who sold me my Spider-Man 300 a long time ago. Uh-huh. And I got it for like next to nothing. The dude even wrote me a note. Can't believe I sold this to you so cheap. Hope it stays in your collection for a long time. And I fucking messaged him back, and I was like, yep, it sure is, you know? And that's what I was telling the, this dude on Offer Up. I was like, once I get it, the only time it's really going to actually leave my hands is when I leave it, when I send it to go get graded. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, well, shoot me an offer then, you know? And I was like, dude, I don't want to offend you. And I said, I, I'm going to offend you if if I, if I you want me to make an offer first. He's like, no, no, no. Well, that... that- I don't know if that was a mistake on your part because it's automatically telling him this dude's gonna fucking lowball me. Because you know, you know what a good price for that book is, so you know a little bit. Okay, go a little bit less to that. Well, I offered him a hundred bucks to start. Lowballed, hard lowball. Well, okay, I'm bidding on one right now on eBay. It's, but is it the same condition though? It's a graded one. I don't know the condition of that when he sent me a couple pictures. Yeah, like it seemed like it was nice, but. That book is actually going down in price. It's actually it's you know Rob Liefeld's a dick. Like I'm bidding on right now, it's at 135 bucks, and it's got 10 minutes left, which will probably go up a little bit. But yeah, but that also went to show because he just stopped messaging me after that. Like did he? Did, like we were going back and forth for like a half hour, and then he just stopped. And I was like, dude. What else would you do? I'm not going to, oh, like, you know, but like on my end, I'm like, not saying I'm, I was, I was hoping I was going to work on his not knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was hoping, I wasn't trying to say I was going to take advantage of him, but why would I 
as a buyer, why would I say 300 bucks? Well, I mean, just all he had to do was come back and say, okay, I'm actually looking for this. Well, like me personally, if someone were to do that to me and they were like, well, I'm going to offend you on my first offer with my offer. It, it tells me that they're automatically going to try and lowball me right off the bat. So, yeah. you know, it, and you said a hundred bucks, right? That's a hundred bucks. You could have probably went one fifty and probably been like, okay, like that's, that's not like a more general offer. Cause they've been going for like 200, 300 bucks. So he said, make an offer. He said, yeah. So I made an offer. All I had to do was come back and say, actually, I'm only, I really want it for this price. Yeah. So I told him, I said, it's your book. It's you need to, you need to tell me the price. Mm -hmm. And then I decide if I want to pay that price, I shouldn't, I shouldn't give you my price for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's part of the reason also why I did it. Uh I did it for like three different reasons. First off, because it really annoys me. It super annoys me when you go, I don't know, make me an offer. It's your fucking book. Now, if it was me to you, I would expect, okay, what do you want to give me for it? It's different. Uh I know you, you know, we're friends. The prices are different. Yeah. I don't know this guy. So he should have came back with... Dude, I deal on eBay, man. You want to see fucking lowball offers? No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think by saying, you know, I'm going to offend you. I, I didn't say I'm going to. I said I don't want to. Oh, okay. Even because if he was looking for $400 for that book and I offered him 250 that could have offended him. Yeah. Because it's it's half of, you know what I mean? It's more than half, it's less than half of what he's looking for, but I don't. You could go to the old Walt Flanagan approach, though. That's probably what I'm going to get for it, so, you know. I mean, but I really wasn't buying it to flip yeah. it. I was actually buying it for my, my PC. Why would you want that shitty book in your personal collection? It, it's an, it's, a, it's the first appearance of Deadpool. Yeah. I like Deadpool. That, <laughs> but that reminds me, as long as we're into this story. Are you, are you, I'm done to cut you off. No, no, that, that was my story. That, and he never <clears throat> messaged me back, and that was the end of that. So, Bleeding Cool last week... If you remember last week's episode, I talked about uh, a confrontation me and Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, got in on Facebook. And so last Friday, Bleeding Cool took it upon themselves to write an article about what happened. (laughs) Okay? So they wrote an article about my conversation with Rob Liefeld. Took... Whoa, someone's hungry. Ugh. Took the parts that Rob said responding to me and used them in their article and didn't mention me at all. <laughs> no, they did not. They mentioned Jesse James, the comic shop owner, who had nothing to do with it other than asking me to take my complaint to a different <laughs> medium. Which you, you, which you I offered. offered. And which... By the way, he responded to me. I, I, I personally messaged him, he, apologized. He, he messaged you back? Jesse James did. Oh. I messaged Jesse. I apologized to him personally. And it took him a week, but he responded to me last night. <laughs> He's a busy guy. You know, so I don't have any beef with him. But. What did he say? What? What did Jesse say? He's like, it's cool. I understand. I just sent him a message like, sorry to do this on your personal medium, but as a as a member of the community uh, this is how i feel and i feel like we're being lied to and he was like i completely understand it's fine 
It's fine. Jesse's a pretty cool dude. He's a pretty understanding dude. He really is. And so I still have not yet heard from Rob. Yeah. But if it wasn't for my comments that were made, they never get the piece of juiciness. They never get a story about Rob Liefeld calling out, essentially calling out Wizard World. Yeah. They and saying they're going he, belly up. He, they wrote it in their article. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. Without me getting, without Rob responding to me in that <laughs> that column, they don't get that article. And they used all of his responses to me in that article, but didn't credit me at all and said that they were he was responding to Jesse. Yeah, I tweeted at them, and I said this is wrong. You got it wrong. Your story is wrong. And I messaged and I emailed the editor and said, your story is wrong. No response. No response. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about journalistic in- integrity. Because, they should listen to our What the Fuck Friday said. <laughs> <laughs> because they got the story wrong. You know? No, we don't get the story wrong. It's a matter of if the story is real or not. <laughs> that, that's a whole different slice of bread there. It, we don't get the story wrong. We just don't necessarily it might not necessarily be true <laughs> you know right it might just be made up but that that's my little issue with bleeding cool is you know how are you going to post an article about a situation with rob liefeld and not give some credit to the guy who is the reason you're getting this information yeah you know oh they could have found me on twitter or facebook or anywhere and said hey i'm such and such from bleeding cool i'm writing this article is it okay if i use what you said Absolutely. You know? More <laughs> more attention needs to be brought to this because it's it to me it's a good medium of how we've how I as a comic book personally view As you a the, comic book? You're a comic book? No, as a comic book fan personally view the convention situation. Are you rebirthing? Yeah. <laughs> you did last night, huh? Yeah, I rebirthed all over the place. Um but it gave us a good insight on how the talent that attends these conventions views the conventions and us, you know. Yep. And that's was interesting to me. Yeah, they should have done a little a little differently. But um, I found an interesting article here today. Uh, that uh, Deadpool had the most mistakes of any movie in <laughs> 2016. The most mistakes. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest ones are in the bridge fight scene. Where Colossus and Negasonic Teenager Warhead appear, Deadpool tries to escape Colossus's handcuffs by severing his hand. The hand that he cuts off is his left hand, but when he jumps off the bridge, the severed arm is on the right side. So he cuts off his left hand, but when he lands in the dumpster, no, I think his, it's his right. It's his. Oh no! He when he's in the when he's handcuffed, he cuts off his left hand, but when he lands in the dumpster, it's his right hand that's missing. Uh, um, after Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead leave the manor to go find Deadpool Uh the scene cuts back to the bridge where uh, several gunmen are shown exiting cars and uh, beginning to approach Deadpool and one of the shots during this a gunman is shown exiting the the seat of the car with uh, with the camera placed behind him in the shot and reflecting and it shows the reflection of the camera and boom mic perfectly in the review mirror. I never noticed. Uh, when Deadpool falls into the dumpster, he has no sword. He left them behind. When he climbs out there on his back, they disappear again as he walks down the stairs into his apartment. 
Yeah, that's what makes the movie good. I never actually noticed. And I've seen the movie like fucking like 60 times. Yeah, Deadpool is not the only superhero film to rank in the site's top 10 list. Captain America Civil War came in with 13 mistakes. Batman vs. Superman, Donald Justin made 7. While X-Men Apocalypse tallied 7 as well. So it's just bad editing. It, it's bad editing. And it's bad continuity. That just goes to show that they film everything out of... Continuity Order. errors, continuity error, continuity error, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well. Still a kick-ass movie. It is. Um, I mean, but that's that's pretty much some of the biggest news that's that's happening. I mean, we're kind of still waiting with bated breath here to see the Homecoming trailer. That's what we're really looking forward to. I can't wait. It's going to be fucking well. cool. What I'm looking forward to, anyway. Fucking cool. Um, a. A. <laughs> a. Ooh, ooh, 55 seconds. Um, if, you're a comp- or if you're a video game fan, they announced at uh, the They'll Sony Press Conference. Different show? Yeah, that uh, we're going to get a new Marvel vs. Capcom game. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So that's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm still waiting for Wolverine. Just joking, I don't play video games. They released um, photos of the Zords from Power Rangers. Zords. And they look fucking terrible. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Deadpool 2 uh, we is going to start filming. Uh, it's going to be uh, as proactive and startling as the first one. Sweet. Um, uh... Netflix is set to pull all Marvel movies and redo them into um, high def and re-put them out. Into butterflies? No, they're going to fuck high def it and put them back out. Fuck. Um, I didn't win New Beans 98. No, you lost? Yes, I did. Boy. I lost it by... Uh, what was my last bid? Missed it by that much. Oh, it went for like 10 bucks more than I might stop bidding. The Zord. So the only Zord in the Power Ranger picture you can see is the, the Sabertooth Tiger. It has eyes. <laughs> Why does it have eyes? So they can see. No, but if when you blow up the picture, the cockpit is on its back. And the thing has eyes. It looks so dopey. It Effect. looks like a dopey gorilla. <laughs> Perfect. Looks like a fucking dopey gorilla. Uh, what else do we have here this week? We got a, a look at um, Iron Fist a little bit. A little bit. A little teaser trailer for Iron either. Fist. And we got a trailer for the Baywatch movie. Oh, fuck That yeah. actually looks pretty funny. Oh, fuck yeah. Did you watch that trailer yet? No. No. <laughs> it actually looks really, really funny. Um, Holy shit. And, uh, Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire's After Death series that the first issue just came out, like, two weeks ago. Have you read it? Uh, I've read parts of it, yeah. Um, it's getting picked up by Sony to be adapted into a movie. So was Witches. So. And we haven't seen that yet. Everything gets fucking... They pick up everything and just, like, put it in a vault, like, just in case or something. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sounds like the case. Everything is, like... 
comes out and they're like, oh, we're going to option this for a movie right away. No, uh, yeah, it's like we gotta, always... we got to get this and made into a movie right away. Like, I think they buy up all the property so when they finally come around to it, they can they can do it or not do it, but they they have it. Yeah. And I think that's a big fucking problem. We'll release this movie when comic book movies aren't popular anymore. Right. Wicked and Divine is getting made into a TV series. Saga is being optioned into a movie. Everything is. You hear everything being fucking... Fuck it. That's how the industry is driving up money. Right. Get this book, because it's going to be made into a TV series. Blah, blah, blah. Shibby dabby 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 this That's book. how I feel. All right. That is uh, enough of the news for this week. Let's get into comic book Let's reviews. Reviewing some it's like two shows books. in one. It is, isn't it? Comic book reviews, comic book reviews. <laughs> that's Dude, new, I'm going to use that. That's the new thing. I'm totally going to use that. I'm going to put the old music on over this to break it up. And it's going to be like, comic book reviews. Comic book reviews. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're welcome. <laughs> what new comics came out this week that you're just jonesing to talk about? I I brought five books. Fucking, you want to talk about every single one of them, don't I you? I want to talk about every single fucking last one of them. God damn it. I have Violent Love. Yep. Nightwing. Uh-huh. Batman. Okay. Walking Dead. And... Endless... The Circle. The Circle. The Circle. Action Lab comic. Says, warning, this book contains teenagers speaking like teenagers and stuff you would see in horror movies. I've Stay ne- alert. I have never heard of that comic company. Action Lab? They've yeah. been around for a few years. They do zombie tramp. They do a lot of like oddball, like weird oddball stuff. So this is, I, I finally see the number one, so I... But yeah, but they still can't uh, pick up Ray Gun? Right. Someone needs to pick up Ray Gun. Have you read the... That the, is going to be one that gets propositioned into a movie as soon as it's picked up as Ray Gun. Oh, we're already making it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got my shirt. You didn't get a shirt yet. Fuck no, I didn't get a shirt. Where's that shirt, Gregory? Right? You know what? I'll start with The Circle. Which books do you have? Um, The same four books that I do, huh? Violent Love, because after your rousing review of the last issue, I had to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Batman. I didn't read that. Uh, Spider-Man, Clone Conspiracy, and The Walking Dead. Ooh, you have a different book, too. I cool. Do. So I'll start with The Circle. All right, let's hear about the circle. I'm going to sit here and eat my cherries. Whoop. This is a... I think this is like a six-part miniseries, so I think there's only six books. But it's Action Lab, Danger Zone Comics. It's for mature readers. It is called The Circle. And how this book... It is, uh, it's written by... Written by Damon Clark. Art and colors are by Eliza Zerno. And it's edited and lettered by Zen. Hey, I know that guy. Zen? He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he got really drunk at one of my house parties one time. It was crazy. <laughs> guy gets fucking crazy. He fucking rages. But this book starts out with uh, a kid and his dad. They're on their way to a town called Shell Bay. Which somebody actually on the sign crossed out the S. Makes it Hell Bay. What it is is his mother 
and it's his dad. His dad and son are moving, but it's because mom died, and he had used up all of his sick time and all of his savings and everything taking care of his wife while uh, she was sick. And he didn't want to go back to his job, and a family member had offered him a job one town over in Shell Bay that so closer to family, able to help. They got him an apartment, so that's what happens as they move. And he gets the he gets to school, and uh, right off the bat, he gets bullied, beat up. Uh, actually, he shows up late. He shows up late his first day. They actually wake up late, but that's what happens is he wants to try out for the basketball team. He tries to try out for the basketball team. The bullies beat him up. You know, like the the cute girl in school is showing him around, and he's kind of got a thing for her. And uh, dude's best friend comes up try and says, over "Hey, the basketball team, you're gonna get your ass says, She says, uh, "Dude's best friend comes up and says, hey, uh, I heard if you get her drunk enough, she'll blow you in the bathroom.' Oh fuck! And then he goes, "But if she blows you, her boyfriend's gonna kick your ass. And since he's my boy, I'm gonna fuck you up too." <laughs> And then, uh, so what happens is he ends up getting, he ends up trying out for basketball. And then after basketball, the, the jock guys who were just talking shit to him, he had made the team. And they're like, you're not fucking being on this team. And they end up whooping his ass. And, uh, so he's walking down the road and, and like the occult type kids that were all black and, you know, black island and stuff, they pull over. Hey, we've seen you get your ass kicked. You know, that's shitty. You want to ride home? And he's like, nah, fuck that. I don't. Well, I, I fucking hate this place. I don't want to be here. I just want to go home. And they're like, just get in the car, dude. Come on, we're cool. Just get in the car. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. And they're like, hey, instead of going home, you want to fucking go to our hangout. We got this fucking cool little place. Want to go to our kick? They kill him, don't they? No. And uh, so they drive out to the woods and they go into this cave and and like they have to like climb up and like rope down into the inside of this cave. And, and, then they uh, kill him. and then they get there, and what happens is they're like, hey, drink this, it's blood. And he's like, I'm not fucking drinking that. And they're like, no, we're just playing, it's just wine. <laughs> but it's like this inside cool cave with all these, like, you know, there's like candles and all these weird skulls and occult stuff there going on. And uh, what happens at the end is... Uh, Who takes them there, the bullies? N- no, the oh. like the, the occult, like, dressed in all black kids, like oh, the goth kind of kids. Okay. So, and it, it ends, it's, it's official, you're one of us now, you're number six, our circle's complete. One of us. And what one happens is us. when he drinks this, is they kind of gave a synopsis the entire six issues. So what it is, is he has completed their circle of six, and now they all get possessed after drinking that. And that's what happens is he has to, and that's kind of where it ends. But what happened, the synopsis I, that was on the website, where I go to see what new comics come out, was... All six of these kids get possessed, and what he has to do is he has to kill them all to not be possessed, or Damn. they're gonna kill him. So they that's that's what's happening. Like he has to kill them all, huh? Yeah, so that he can break like his possession and like break the does curse he, that he's like been bound with these occult kids with. Does he kill them all while riding the lightning? I'm not sure. He might be a master <laughs> of puppets <laughs> while bringing in justice for all, and then he'll reload. <laughs> But, but only after he only he re- originally loaded, right? But it's a kind of a cool 
I think it's a cool concept for a book. It's different. I like it. I think occult stuff's interesting. Maybe I'll get some good uh, <coughs> some tattoos at Garage Inc. Right. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm into I'm kind of into occult stuff, so it kind of piqued my interest when I seen it on there. So kind of a cool first issue. It kind of introduced it like most first issues does. It it kind of just introduces everything. So no real action. I mean, all it did was push the storyline to to get to where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I can't wait for issue two. I think I'll probably go Wednesday and probably put this on my poll so I don't really? forget about it. Yeah, I really liked it. I, especially when I read the synopsis of the entire six issues. I think it's kind of cool. Oddball enough for you. So that Yeah, so I give it an 8.5. Kind of a cool... I think this is something if you guys' local comic book stores have it, it might be worth... It might be worth picking up if you're into, you know, oddball comics like I am. So, yeah, that's that. Very good. Can you do Spider-Man? Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Spider-Man Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy. You picked up a Marvel book, huh? You know, as much as I don't like Dan Slott writing Spider-Man, this has been a really good story. He usually starts out all right. Always. Three issues in and still going strong. Eh, He's going to peter out soon. Um, I wish they'd really have him stop right. They, Spider-Man needs new blood. End of story. Yeah. Need somebody new writing it. Let let Dan Slott go write fucking the Fantastic Four or something. Something that nobody gives Who? a shit about. The Fantastic Who? Four. Who? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. why he needs to write it. They don't exist anymore. Which is kind of weird. They should bring him back in and have Dan Slott write it so nobody gives a shit They're about it. They're not bringing him back in until Marvel gives him the rights to use him. I know, but they should... But he should go write something else and not Spider-Man. He's done enough Spider-Man. We've we've had years of Dan Slott writing Spider-Man. We are good. But go um, ahead. Essentially, this book is... Um, if you remember the last review I did, Peter Parker took off with <coughs> Spider-Gwen... Um, after she saved him from the Jackal's lair. The Jackal is basically bringing back and cloning all of the people close to Peter Parker that he's killed over the years and brought him back to life. Oh, I remember now. Um, <clears throat> so they're running, and uh, they end up unleashing... Hell. Uh, he ends up sending all the other clones like Rhino and everyone to go try and capture Peter Parker and bring him to... The Jackal. And later on, uh, Kane, they're trying to find a cure for it. And Kane pretty much says, you know, if maybe I'm the cure and this is what it does to you. And shows like his his body kind of looks like Deadpool. Uh all scarred (laughs) up and and everything. And uh, that's essentially all it is. is, And then Spider-Gwen is there talking and... Peter asks her, she, he says, you know, if you've been doing this and jumping through universe after universe and you've been here, why haven't you told me before this? Why why didn't you say something before all this went down? And uh, essentially, she says, we can't. We couldn't tell you because we've seen this scenario hundreds of times in multiple universes and every time you join the Jackal. And he's like... You mean that is- band that has a chainsaw? No. Oh. And she, the one who's responsible for the clone, uh, the clone arc and everything in the earlier issues of Spider Man. But um, 
responsible for Ben Riley and all that. So basically, what happens is uh, <clears throat> Spider Man, they find the jackal where he's going, and Spider Man shows up to confront him. Peter shows up to confront him, and um, he takes off his mask to reveal that it's Ben Riley, that he's mm-hmm. Ben Riley. And he's bringing in this coffin, and uh, his guys are like, we got the coffin here for you, sir. I don't understand why out of all of them this one's the most important to you. He's like, you don't need to understand. It's important to me for reasons you'll never understand. Just take care of it. And Peter comes to confront him, and he takes his mask off, and he, was, and he reveals that it's Ben Riley. He's like, join me, Peter. Join me, and I will help you bring back Uncle Ben. And it's, so it's Uncle Ben who's in the coffin. Whoa. So, I mean, this is a quick synopsis of the story because I don't want to give too much away because it actually is a really, really good Spider-Man story. So if you're reading, if you are looking for a one-off, well, it's not really a one-off, but a Spider-Man series that's kind of taking place within the ongoing monthly Spider-Man book, I would definitely recommend Clone Conspiracy. I'd have to give this book, I have this book a 7, 5 out of 10. You didn't give your uh, your book a little re- re- little yeah, I did. rating. What'd you give it? I gave it like a five. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> Must. All right. Well, what else? What else you got? Uh, I'll do Nightwing since you didn't read it and I read it. Okay. So this is Nightwing ten. I'm I'm on the verge of like I said bailing on that book. This book is pretty much. I was gonna bail on it, and the only reason I bought it is because I opened it. The first page had Damian Wayne on it. That's the only page he's in. Then I should have just bailed on it. Yeah. I mean, the whole point was he's screaming out, to me, my Titans! And then Batgirl's like, um, Robin. And he's like, um, I knew you were there the whole time. And he's like, well, why are you embarrassed then? (laughs) So they kind of go back and forth, you know. And they're kind of talking about, uh, you know, he's like, I haven't seen you since Tim's funeral. And, And he's like, Drake is a soldier. He accepted his risks and he died honorably. And he's like, well, what about Nightwing? Well, he's a little more open about his feelings, so I haven't seen him. And then Batman's like around the corner listening. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, uh, he says, oh, well, that logic follows. He said he was under the impression that you didn't want to hear from him since uh, your encounter in Norway. That's when Nightwing 3, when she was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Remember? And he like yeah. he didn't show up. It says, in fact, Dick describes it. Basically, you told him to go to hell. You know, and then it, it, you told me to fuck myself. And then it cuts over to where to Bloodhaven, and it's um, something's going on where there's a dude talking. Dudes usually talk, though. Yeah, dudes usually talk, and he's and there's like a, a knock at the door, and he thinks it's uh, Chinese food. <laughs> And something grabs him. Better be my Kung Pao chicken, bitch. Right, and then it, and it cuts to to Dick Grayson. He's sitting at a at a community center called the Haven, and he's interviewing for like. Uh, <coughs> is it the Blood Haven? No, it's just the Haven. Oh, but what is this? He's interviewing for like a a free a volunteer position to like help people. So since everything's going on, since that whole thing where wait, so he's already Nightwing. He's already helping people, and now he's volunteering to do more customer service or community service. What he's doing is he's he's kind of back to like, 
I don't really want to be Nightwing right now because of all the shit before where I, you know, I trusted a villain and I got a bunch of people killed and, you know, that whole thing. Um, so he's like, he, he blood, he's using Bloodhaven as a break. And he's like, I'm not going to be Nightwing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find myself. I'm going to find myself again, who I am. And, you know, he's explaining, I just want to help people. And I'm just, you know, he's and the chick's like, all right, you're hired, you know. you know. I want to be just like Batman. I want to be Batman. But in Bloodhaven, on my own, so but then, not like Batman. So then it cuts to uh, <coughs> Dick is moving into his apartment. He's like, if I'm going to find myself and I'm going to be my own person, I can't do it with Bruce's money, which he just says, I guess I'm going to have to cut into my savings. Oh, which is also Bruce's money. Right. But he's like, I'm going to pay for my own apartment. I'm going to have to cut into my savings, which is also Bruce's money. So it shows him unpacking and it shows him, you know, and it cuts to him. He's like, you know, I'm going to find myself, so I'm going to read. So he's reading Robin Hood. And he's like, eh, that's at 831. And then it shows him watching TV. And then he's watching Robin Hood 1 Rebirth. He's reading the book. <laughs> and then he's getting tired of watching TV and then he's fucking fuggling through the fucking cabinet and then by 840 he's bored <laughs> it was nine whole minutes and he's like uh he's like fuck you know and he actually like sigh and then he hears a noise and he's like oh there's shit going on and he's like well you know what that was a start you know trying to find himself and he's like yeah a short stop but you know what i'll just have to take baby steps you know and he hears the sirens and he's like i guess you know you know you know, you know no one can expect me to ignore a police chase right next to my house. <laughs> so he gets in, he, and he's got his police scanner on, and he's going down, and kind of a cool little thing of him jumping out of his apartment window. Fucking a bunch of ads. And he, uh, they say it's a, they're, they were chasing a person, uh, a homicide suspect that had just killed somebody. And so Nightwing jumps into it and ends up being a Gorilla Grim. Gorilla Grodd? Grim. Grim. And uh, he uh, he's from Gorilla City. Oh. The <laughs> he, Gorilla City Grims. <laughs> and he had relocated to Gotham where he had ran a smuggling operation and Nightwing and uh, Batman had beaten him a few times and he had actually left. And it says that uh, he thought he'd gone back to Grodd, but he didn't. He had actually went to Bloodhaven, and he was going. I didn't. Oh, do so it. he's part of Grodd's crew. Yeah, and uh, he and he's and he's telling he's like Nightwing. I didn't kill this person. I didn't kill this person. And you know the police are coming in, and you know and the police are like, "Thank you for your assistance, citizen. But we've got him, <sighs> so you can carry on." He's like, "But but," and the guy's like, "Well." We'll be nice this one time, kid. This isn't Gotham. We don't deal with the tights types in the blood. Carry on. So they're not too thrilled that there's going to be a, you know, there's a possible superhero here. And they're shocking him. And he's like, and uh, Gorilla Grimm is telling him, uh, go see Sean Sang. They'll explain it. Ask Sean. Sean knows. So, and then they carry him off. So. And as the whole time is going on, they're they're having these. You see the mayor having these meetings. How are we going to make Bloodhaven a touristy place? People are scared to come here because of the crime. We have a lot of casinos right now, and that's driving people. But the casinos are thinking about leaving. And he's like, if the casinos leave, we're going to end up having to get killer whales in here. 
He's like, I don't want to do that. And so the chick he was t- that he was talking to sees Nightwing running and they're filming him from the helicopter. And he says, I think I figured it out. I think I think I figured out how to get uh, hip and sexy back to Bloodhaven. Superheroes. With our very own superhero. <coughs> and it switches over to a uh, to Nightwing going to that Sung Sang, Sean Sang. Yeah. And he, he fucking goes in and he says, Sean Sang, we need to talk. I need to show you my Nightwing. And they go, he said, I came to Blood to Bloodhaven to get away, to regain trust in myself, because I trusted a, a criminal and people got killed. They're like, this is what's running through his head as he's like talking to Sean Sang. And they go, they turn around and he goes, Nightwing? And then it's uh, Defacer. So the next one is who is Defacer? And that's where the set book ends. Mm. Good guys versus bad guys. And like Nightwing's all shocked that it's like Defacer. That's that is the person that he encountered. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to see where this. I'm just going to keep reading it. It's fucking Nightwing. I don't know who the fuck. I was going to say, yeah. I don't, know like, the, I don't know who the fuck I'm lying to. Nightwing's your fucking dude. I, I don't really care for I'm I'm interested in seeing like are they going to keep him there? Is he going to go back to Gotham? Is this just is Bloodhaven just one story arc? So I, I yeah, I, I'm going to stick with it. Fuck it. I'm going to see where the Bloodhaven goes. I you know I kind of like that a lot. Like Batman, Nightwing, they're kind of doing different uh, villains and stuff. Like I kind of like that Rebirth is kind of doing this all around. We're getting you know what I mean. Yeah, you're getting more of the rogue gallery of villains and not just the the standard a plus b equals your comic book right so i think that's actually kind of cool that they're doing it. and nightwing's also doing it so they're introducing batman's doing it nightwing's doing it flash is doing it so mm-hmm. i, I, I kind of like that rebirth is doing this it's exciting um uh, what else yet now i have all the same books you do okay so go for it well well what do you want to talk about next you pick one, and I'll just do Violent Love. It's on Violent time. Love? All right. Actually, yeah, let's do that. It's my pick of the week. This but. is Kyle's pick of the week. Um, Violent Love, issue two. I actually had to go out and buy this book after his review of issue one. Cause did you buy issue one, too? I did. I bought issue one way back, and then uh, I put it on my pull list and got issue two. But after your review of issue one, I was really taken back by it. And I was like, I, I got to, <clears throat> this sounds like a story I'd like, because I've got a secret fascination with, like, Bonnie and Clyde and things like that. So it, it's cool to have that crime story. And it's, it's a really nice, different take on it. It's not very Bonnie and Clyde-esque, but it's pretty much like the dude killed this woman's father, and she got hit with a bullet. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> now she's trying to find him to get revenge for her dad and that's where the violent love part comes in it's not necessarily a love story between him and her it's she's trying to get revenge for her father mm. and she's going to do it by any means necessary she's not above, she is not beneath fucking whoever she needs to fuck or killing whoever she needs to kill to get where she needs to be or robin or, or robin do, or yeah do whatever needs to be done she uh in this book you kind of see her having sex with her partner and uh he kind of asks her 
she's very, very like um, quiet and reserved and doesn't talk a lot about her past. And he sees the bullet hole where she gets shot <clears throat> and he asks her about it. And she pretty much tells him there's like a story for another time. And uh, basically she's trying to find, what well, was it, Johnny Fingers? Johnny Nails. Johnny Nails. Because remember he nails their hands to yeah. the... Trying to find Johnny Nails, and she's trying to go through mob bosses to do it. Yeah. I was just waiting for you to to (laughs) chime in there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much much what's going on. And what this part of the story is, is she's with this guy who's actually led led her to the first... Isn't his name Charles? Yeah. And it's, it's actually stepped... This is the first person she's met that's got her one step closer to finding mm-hmm. the, the next piece to get her closer to Johnny Nails. And yeah, she's, she's fucking a dude named Charles and they go and they meet... Um, what the fuck is his name? I don't even think they really said his name. But they meet up with another guy and she gets kind of lippy with him, which is kind of cool. And that's where she meets Rock Bradley. Yeah, Rock the Bradley, the dude who looks like fucking Steve Rogers. And uh, she gets a little lippy with him, and they kind of look past it. And he said, so, you're all looking for Johnny Nails. Well, I got some good news and some bad news. And then he goes into a story that you have to go to uh, a biker named Manilo. It's associated with the gang, and that's kind of where she has to go. To, to him to find out where Johnny Nails is. That's mm-hmm. that's his piece of the puzzle to get her closer. So he ends up giving him an address to where he's at. And she's kind of happy about it. She's really happy about it. What she ends up doing is she ends up doing him because she's naked. And then she bails on him. She sneaks out. Doing him from behind. She steals his car and fucking bails. Well, because she gets a... Uh, um, what... She gets, yeah, the address. Yeah, and then she goes back. They go back to the hotel. Right. They, they fucking, they bump uglies. Yeah. She gets dressed, and as she's bailing, he runs out, and she's, he's taken off. She's taken off in his car. And then he he makes a call. He actually calls him back. Yep. So she shows up to the address, and she pretty much, like, dolls her way into it, into their... And then once she fucking finds dude, man, she ends up fucking beating him with a fucking her gun. Doesn't even shoot him. Actually beats him with the gun, which was actually kind of cool. She takes the keys to get one step closer. She walks in, and there's a grip of motherfuckers in there. Yep. Which she was not expecting. And that's kind of where it ended. Kind of ended with, uh, ah, who ordered delivery? There's a bunch of dudes. Yep, she kind of charmed her way through everything, but now... And now she's kind of in a predicament. She got herself in a situation that she can't charm her way out of, so it'll be interesting to see how she gets out of it. Which is kind of cool, because, like, if you look at the end, it was, like, pages 2 through 13 is, I guess, if you look at, you listen to Nick Cave. You ever heard of Nick Cave? No. Nick Cave, Do You Love Me? And then track two is pages 13 to 18, which is Gun Club. She's, like, heroin to me. And then the rest of the book is Sugar Cube's Cold Sweat, so... It's kind of, that's kind of the, uh... Wait, I didn't realize there's a soundtrack to this book. Yeah. In the back of it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that's, that's what he's talking about so, in the back. So, wait, what was the first part of it? The first track is Nick Cave, Do You Love Me? 
Let's see. You ever heard Nick Cave? Nope. I don't really care for Nick Cave. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Let's see. You, you, on, you on the YouTube right now? The old YouTube? So that's, this is, this is pages 2 through 13. Well, this is a little bit of it. It looks like David Bowie. He's got like long stringy hair and shit. Or well, just from that. Yeah. That's kind of different, huh? So that's that's two through thirteen. So that's that's pretty much the backstory and it leaning up and everything, you know. And then the next song is Gun Club. She's like heroin. That'll be the middle of the book. That's five pages, actually. So 13 to 18 would be when they meet dude. She's like heroin to me. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I can kind of see that. Yeah. And then the last one is the Sugar Cubes Cold Sweat. The Sugar Cubes. Actually, it's just Sugar Cubes. And that's 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 pretty much when she bails, I think, all the way to the end of the book. No, past, no more than that. Cold Sweat. I've actually never heard of the Sugar Cubes. Have you ever heard of the Sugar Cubes? Yeah. This is a weird ass music video. Is it like? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it fits. Definitely fits the narrative of the story, so. So, I mean, this book is fucking, is badass. Yeah, I give this book a nine. Yeah, this book is fucking awesome. Very, very nice. Yeah, nine out of ten for sure on this book. Like, again, like, I'm surprised. It's, It's one of those ones, like I said, you reviewed it, and after your review, I was like, I have to read this and i went out and picked it up it's fucking awesome i i i hope everybody out there that listens and enjoys comic reviews i hope they went to their local comic book store and picked it up i just followed the writer of this on twitter on the twitter on the twitter Someone already liked your picture. Because it's an awesome book. That's why. <laughs> I wonder if she reads it. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think everyone should be reading it. It's fucking, it's a really. She is cool. a, uh, I don't know. I wonder if she reads it. I don't know. Ask her. <laughs> you ask her. She's responding to your post. 
Yeah, she doesn't know. <laughs> Anyways. Victor Santos. Oh. Oh, he's. Oh. Victor Santos. Sometimes I draw, sometimes I write, sometimes both. And he's the art. I think he's the artist. Sometimes I just do it for pleasure, and sometimes it's for pain. So now I'm following both people that do Violent Love. There you go. That's how it should be. I'm going to message him, tell him how fucking awesome. That's how it should be. I want to interview him. All right. What's the next book? Batman. Batman number 12. I am suicide. This is probably, so far, this is probably my favorite issue of Batman in this run. Really? Yeah. The way Tom King wrote this and the way it flowed, the last two issues have been like this, but the way this issue flowed. It's, it, it's essentially, last issue was Catwoman, Catwoman writing. writing a love letter to Bruce. And then this one is essentially Bruce responding, writing a love letter back to Catwoman. Yes, as he's fighting his way to Bane. Yeah, and he's recalling and as, yep. That's, dude, that's fucking awesome. Because she double-crossed him, and or essentially we think she double-crossed him. That's fucking awesome, because that's what he is. He's just talking about, you know, I wouldn't even be here if my parents were killed. Uh, you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't the laughing type. We were serious, you know, my parents were serious, and I mean... It was well. The, he essentially says that my parents would have would have made fun of me for doing this. For being and, Batman, yeah, they would have laughed at me, and um, they wouldn't have been happy. He talks about how he attend, he essentially attempted to commit suicide. Uh huh. He intended on killing his or slitting his wrists and killing himself right in front of the, his family's fo- photo. You go down the street, not across. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you go down the street, not across the road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, essentially he's, he talks about that, how he took a razor blade and started to cut his wrists and then stopped. And now he said that his parents would find it silly that he worships an animal, you know, and that he puts on a cowl and that he feels comfort while sitting on a gargoyle, mm-hmm. you know, dressed as Batman, what, what, listening and waiting for crime to happen and his love for how he just decided to fight crime and yep. and end crime and then try to stop it so it doesn't happen to other people. And that he doesn't believe Selena is a bad person and that she says that she may have killed 200 and some odd people or 123 people or whatever the number is. That was 243. <laughs> Maybe it is, 243. But um doesn't matter how many... She says she killed all these people, but it's not about that. It's that she's in pain and she's trying to hide it. And... Such as so, it's essentially like I said, it's essentially Batman's love letter to Selena, as like Kyle said, fighting his way to Bane. Yeah, I mean that's what he's he's just he's just like it shows him he's just like going through like a subway fighting, and then he fucking crawls up a building and then he he fights, he jumps in the water and he fucking you think he's gonna get eaten by a shark, but he doesn't. Shark repellent. But he comes out of the water and there's and he that's all he does. He he's just fighting his way through hundreds of people. Wave after like, wave of dudes. Like this, man, there must be fucking three hundred people he's fighting. Yep. And uh that's it, that's what it just shows him you know, I am Batman, I am suicide. 
And that's right after he talks about him slitting his wrists. Yep. And you cat, you know, you know. So you're right. When we kiss, the pain goes away because for a moment we share our deaths. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, we don't die alone. And I mean, that's, and it's just him just constantly, and it's it shows just Catwoman and Bane, they're pretty much just sitting there. And he kind of admits waiting. that he had her transferred from Blackgate to Arkham so he could be closer to her. Yeah. And try to save her. But that, I mean, that's what it is. He fights us all the way up, and then finally he says, and when we're free, Cat, we'll put on our mask, and together, finally, we'll laugh and laugh and laugh. And then it's Bane sitting there, he goes, but what next, Batman? Mm-hmm. And that's where it ends. I mean, it was fucking... As he's, ne- like, kneeling before his feet from all the fighting he's been yeah. doing. Yeah. I mean, the last stand of Batman is the next issue. I give this issue a 10. It was fucking awesome. It was. It was very poetic. It's, you know, and I... Last week, I was in a comic book store... And the guy that works there, he's a cool dude, really cool guy. He was like, I was, he said, I don't read Batman. I was like, why not? I said, ah, I don't think Tom King's a good writer. I said, dude, he said, you know, I read the first three issues and I didn't really like it. I said, you know what? He really gets his footing after that. And it really, it's really good. And I said, the last issue, this was before issue 12 came out. This was last week. It was issue 11. I was like, issue 11 was fucking really good. It's poetic. Tom King has found his footing, and he is fucking kicking ass at writing Batman. And this book, issue 12, just confirmed exactly what we've been saying is coming up. This is So far, this is the best issue of Batman. It's, it's awesome. It's a 10. I don't blame people that didn't stick it out 10 issues or it, it took, it, to get good. I mean, but it, it didn't take I would definitely issues. say... It took about five or six to really... <laughs> Start to to find a groove. I don't think he came into his own until issue eleven. Like, well, I mean, like he, you he can, started a glimpse of it, glimpse of it. Like around five or six, he started but to find his groove. I think issue eleven is when it finally kicked. It all clicked, and he kept going forward. And but yeah, this was by far the it's, best book, Batman issue of this run. He did. He had a little bit of a stumble in the beginning, and I think part of it was. Not sure how to how to how to fill the shoes of Snyder. Yeah. I think that was a big overshadowing on his part. You know what I mean? Maybe that might be the right word, but I think maybe he made it bigger than it needed to be, and it was it was kind of hard for him to get into a groove of Batman. But he's in it, and the way he's writing it right now, he's fucking he's he's nailed it. Yeah, eleven was awesome. Twelve is probably. The best if I mean I have to say if you bailed, I don't blame you, but come back, give it a chance. Read give, through it. Give I think eight, nine, and ten. I think well I think it starts at nine. Issue nine or ten, I think. I am suicide? Yeah. Start with the I am suicide story, Eric Man. You're not really missing much. It doesn't go that far back. Just start there and go the first couple issues ahead and you're it's a great story. Yeah. He's found his footing. Tom King is killing it. In my opinion, he's doing better than Snyder right now because Snyder wrote stories for Batman Annual Number One. Snyder wrote stories for All Star Batman, and I don't, I don't really care. I've, I've found myself enjoying Tom King's last couple issues more. Yeah, I do too. Even his issue in um, the Annual is the only one I read because it was the backstory of Duke Bat Dog. Yeah, 
and how he used to be the Joker's dog and everything like that. It was cool that he gave a backstory to a character that probably didn't need it, but <laughs> it was still a cool, uh, still a cool read. That's why if like anybody read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, my favorite issue is the one where they focus on the dog. <laughs> Everything's from the dog's point of view. Like it's just cr- like I like unique thinking, like outside of the box thinking like that, and it really. I really like how this is done in the form of a love letter. Like it's it's a unique take and way to look at Batman yeah. in his relationship with Catwoman and the constant back and forth. And I mean, yeah, this 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 story arc is really good for Batman. This is you you can tell that there's a an underlying that of a that they're supposed to be lovers and that they're supposed to be together since they've been friends since they were kids, and that just. Neither one of them can let that happen or was willing to let that happen or give up what it needs to be given up to make that happen. So they can't they can't get out of their own ways essentially to Yeah. Make that all happen. But I give it a ten. It's probably my pick of the it's, week. It yeah. It's that's your pick of the week? I think so, yeah. It's really good, but that violent love, man, there's just something about that book that like Yeah it, it grabs you. To be honest, that and Violent Love, Batman and Violent Love are probably my two favorite reads this week. They're probably the two that I read that I was like, you know, fuck. Like, hell yeah, Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope, I agree. So now we're on to The Walking Dead. Yeah, let's do it. Walking Dead Whisper Wars Part 6, Issue 161. Lots of fucking panels in this book. Buff Carl. Dude, that is the fucking worst goddamn fucking cover. Buff Carl. <laughs> I call that Sly Carl. Sly Carl, He, he reminds yeah. me of Sylvester Stallone. Kind of, doesn't he? No, do you know who he looks like? This is Snake. This is Escape from L.A. <laughs> he just doesn't have the eye patch because he's missing an eye. This the, is Kurt Russell. <laughs> Escape from L.A. Dude, that is a... God awful. Is that Arthur Adams, right? Yeah, it is. Awful. It's his worst art yet. It's only because he made Carl ripped. Dude, like, Dude Carl has either been hitting the gym <laughs> or he's been pumping those roids. He found the only stock of roids in the zombie apocalypse and he has been like but he I mean, has been stockpiling. I don't like the way he did the gun. Like the gun's already like moved and it's like he's not really aiming it and it's like well i think the little fucking halo of smoke with a bullet going through is kind of stupid but like everything but coral is good coral is terrible yeah even his little girlfriend's pretty cute looking yeah like but i i hate that she's kind of got like the gun like all like sideways like if she shot that right now it's gonna break her wrist and smack her right in the fucking face right that coral like i picked it up at the comic book store and i and i was I always talk to the dude there. Do you watch Do you watch Bam Margera? Did you ever watch Bam Margera, like Viva La Bam? Yeah. Fucking Don Vito <laughs> in the background behind Carl. <laughs> Yo! Yo! He gets so pissed. Yeah. Oh, man. But I, I looked, I picked that cover up, and I almost didn't buy it. Really? I was like, this is fucking garbage. Coral is garbage. <laughs> I'm only getting him because I have the other ones, and I want all six connecting covers. That, Have you seen the Negan in the final cover, though? If you're bitching about Carl. Negan looks terrible. Wait till you fucking see oh, Negan. Fuck. 
Walking Dead 162. Negan's face looked like someone lit a fart and he just walked right into it. Oh, man. I used to have it on my phone. Let me see if I still have it. It's, is it that bad? I don't know. There's something wrong with these covers. They're fucking terrible. Oh, my God. I see it right here. I found it. You found it? With the blood on and shit on it? Yeah, but it looks like, so it looks like he's got like the Bishop M cut into his eye. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost oh my god! It's all it's cool because it's almost like it's from the perspective of he looks like almost the, like he could be Lobo, right? Hulk son, Hulk son, yeah. Not Scar, but Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> when are you gonna tell us that story? Oh, I can tell it right now. <laughs> no, let's do it after the review. Oh, and it's gonna I can but look, have you seen the picture of all of them connecting together? It actually looks fucking cool. Yeah, I want them all. You have them all except the last one. I know. I need one more. So I wonder how they're... Okay, so Walking Dead wants to go... I need one more and then I'm going to frame them all. Frames. And hang them up. After I get them all signed by Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I am not... I am not starting that crusade again. What? Trying to get Adlard's signature. I've got a signature on three comics and a fucking toy. I'm solid. I don't. I'm not trying to. I've got his. Yeah, I've got a bunch of his autograph too. I'm now, not. So. Atta- I'm not going after that. I got Walking Dead 100 with him and Kirkman's the 9.8. I got Walking Dead with him, Kirkman, and Todd McFarlane. Me too. Mine so. also has a uh, 20 more on it. Does it? Oh, that's true. I forgot about yours. I'm about to have that pressed and sent off to be you graded. One, you one up to me, sir, with 20 more. And you know what? I, I thought Without you, I, it wouldn't be 100 issues. I thought it was You be... fucking got me there. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> I thought it was King Shicks. I was like, nobody else has that, dude. And I was on, I was on, a, I was on the, one of the Google Plus forums. Mm-hmm. And, the other, and the podcast I had listened to, uh, they're, they're part of the, the Google Plus forums. This, it's called uh, Unpressable Defects. Mm-hmm. Cool, guys. Listen to it if you guys are into... Uh, comic book fucking speculation uh-huh. I couldn't think of it but they were talking one day and they were like yeah I got fucking Walking Dead 100 signed by McFarlane I was like got it Kirkman I got it I got it he said Tony Moore I said fuck <laughs> motherfucker I thought I was the only one I bet you he thinks he's the only one too <laughs> but after you got Tony Moore though you're you know you were probably the first by his reaction you were probably the first to ask for it Yes. But after that, he'd probably never question it again anytime when someone has signed it. You're fucking welcome. Yeah, you probably hit it with the, if it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be 100 issues. Because he did not want to sign it. And he's it. like, you know what? You're fucking right. And then, so he signed it. And then <clears throat> the next guy that came up to him, who hey, you sign this? Without me, there wouldn't be 100 issues. I bet you exactly what he said. Signs Every time that happens, he just pictures you in his fucking head. <laughs> Don't ask him to draw a zombie, though, because it'll be the size of a quarter. and it'll 150 be like, bucks. 150 bucks, yeah. Oh man, that's called being salty, <laughs> right? That's called being salty. <laughs> that is called being very salty. But I don't think he's salty anymore. Now he's getting that fat Walking Dead check from the AMC? show. Yeah. Oh no, he's good. He's he's fucking he's good. He's all right. So we are we are Walking Dead one sixty one. He gets royalties for every fucking character that shows up 
in the in the comic in the show. It says his name on the title. Even now, I'm sure he gets he gets some kind of royalties oh, for he's, he's getting that fat TV check <laughs> for Rick and Michonne. Or well, maybe not Michonne, but he drew Michonne. Did he? Okay, so Rick and Michonne, and he's, for everyone that's still in the book right he, now, he drew issue 19. He is or the the cover to it. He is, uh, but he did he do the interiors? No. So then Adlard. He stopped, he stopped doing the interiors at issue six. So then Adlard is the one that's responsible for Michonne. But he drew the covers all the yeah. way up until 19. But the cover is a cover, though. It's not the interiors. The, the cover is based off the interior. Sometimes. Not with The Walking Dead. So, <laughs> But, you know, those, main, those few characters, he's still getting residuals from them, I'm sure. I'm sure he's getting residuals for everything. It's yeah. Because it's based on the... On characters that he created, so right. even even if they all died and it was the Walking Dead, it's still his cup of thing, you yeah. know. But that's good for him. Maybe we can get a bigger zombie well, picture for. <laughs> Maybe if he's done being salty. Yeah. I think he'll always be salty, just a little yeah. bit. He'll always be a little hurtus of the buttus. Why? It's work he doesn't have to do, and he gets fucking paid for it. How you know, awesome is that? Right? He gets a check. Probably gets a check every month. Oh, here comes that fat AMC check. Dude, it probably comes in the mail. He fucking nods his head every time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. All He's right. got a picture of Kirkman. He's like, fuck you, and waves it in front of him, and then right, goes and cashes and throws it. throws a dart at the fucking picture. <laughs> goes and cashes it. You don't give a fuck. All right, start us off. Rock of Dead 161. Me start us off. You start us off. I always start us off because you're you're a great starter. I'm not a great starter. You are a fantastic storyteller, my friend. <laughs> you tell such great stories. Because mm, what you tell a lot of is stories. <laughs> Stupid. All right, so one sixty one picks up uh, with the whisperers and leading their zombie hordes into Alexandria, and they're attacking Alexandria. Um, Alpha's daughter is... I thought they were Hilltop. Are they... Yes, they are at Hilltop. Sorry. So they're attacking Hilltop. And um, Alpha's daughter... Excuse me. Is actually, like, holding them all off and killing them all and shooting them. And they're talking to her and she's, like, telling them to shut up. (laughs) She's really going to town on these zombies, too. She's, like, kicking everyone's ass. And then the archers shot arrows at the house, the main house, and it's on fire now. So Carl starts go. Carl and Sophia start going through the house to get everyone out. Fucking, there's a shitload of panels. In yeah, this there's a ton of book. panels. Charlie definitely had to. He probably saw this book and he was like, "Fuck my life." Right. Yeah, there's a lot of little panels. There's so much going on in this one issue. Yeah. But Carl's pretty much trying to get everyone out of the house. Um, he gets trapped, and the two guys that he's trying to help off leave without him. So he's kind of trapped in there with the the fire, and he starts trying to crawl right away. Pretty much starts to give in to smoke the smoke. Um, he gives in to the smoke? Yeah. Smoke inhalation. <laughs> I'm giving in to the smoke. <laughs> yeah. The that's smoke what, is winning. That's what happens is you give in to the smoke because there's so little oxygen, and you I did fucking that, can't breathe. And then I started listening to Bob Marley. Yeah, he gave in to the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so um it ends up being um Aaron that saves Coral. I thought for sure Coral was gonna be dead. He was a goner. 
<laughs> I did too. And then Aaron came out of nowhere and saved him after getting uh, impaled earlier by. Sorry, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, you are. Started getting from getting impaled earlier, and then he starts fighting the zombies. Lydia's fucking single-handedly taking these motherfuckers out. Yeah. And uh, they do CP. The doctor does CPR on him and pretty much brings Carl back to life. But um, they show that's an awesome picture right there. Awesome panel of them oh, f- with the the hilltop, hilltop on fire, and they're all fighting through. And Maggie's Maggie's kind of giving a speech, and she's like, you know, we're gonna um, we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this. Just keep going. We're almost we're we're thinning their numbers. And then it, that's an awesome panel right there, dude. That is like the pinnacle Maggie panel right there. Right. With the house burning behind her, and she's standing there with a sword while Herschel is clung to her leg. Yeah. And she declares that they won. <clears throat> and then it cuts to Beta walking through the woods again, and he tells everyone to return to camp. And uh, William shows up. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not William. Um, Martin showed up from his patrol and pretty much tells what happened. You know, that they took his horse and shit and then made him walk back. And that um, they tried to bring it back to him. And and Rick Rick's like a little late for that. And he says it's concerning. So he knows that there's another issue with mm-hmm. the saviors. Or survivors, as they call them. With the saviors waiting in the wings. And then you see another. Uh, it cuts over to Negan's group with Dwight and you see that they take he's one still, of the he's still sad yep you see that they take one of the women's hands that's there because she was bit and Negan's kind of off over himself sulking over um broken Lucille and Dwight walks up to him and Dwight's like you fucking disgust me and Negan's like news at fucking 11 ask me if I give a fuck see that's that's right there the smart ass comment yeah but it's the fucks that make it and I think that's what's missing from the TV shows the Without using fuck, you can clearly say pussy and you can clearly say titties, but without the fuck, it does. It's just not the same. Yeah, I know people are like, "You, that's so stupid and petty. It's, it's dumb. That doesn't make any sense." No, it doesn't. It makes perfect sense because it's how it is. It's how he. If is. you go back and you watch, you read issue one fucking hundred of the of the comic, then you go watch last season, season six, season's finale, the last ten minutes of it when he's given his opening monologue. With the fucks in it, it's amazing. It's so much better. But um, then Dwight's like, a woman is losing her hand 20 feet away from you. You're still crying over a piece of wood. Negan's like, you'll never understand what she uh, represented to me. So uh, why she uh, means so much. He's like, I'll never care enough to hear you explain. You're a fucking lunatic. And walks <laughs> off. So for what people don't understand... If you're new to the comic, because I know I haven't been talking about it, monthly, Image does what's called Image Plus, and it's kind of a previews magazine. And at the back of the previews magazine, there is a Negan story that's usually about four pages long um, about his, his origin story. We've kind of talked about it a little bit before. He's a an old high school gym coach. He was a ping pong teacher. His wife got cancer and died and turned while well, his wife's name is Lucille. And that's why the baseball bat means so much to him is because he named it Lucille after his dead wife. And in the last image, they he finally met Lucille, the bat. Yes. And that's where nice it ended. Bat. Mm-hmm. Nice bat. Love at first sight. But 
I don't see why Dwight would ever give, give a shit because we're, fucking Negan pretty much took his wife and said, you're mine now. And burnt his face. And burnt his face and called fucking dibs, you know? So. I think the best part of this walking to this shoe is right here is Beta is watching Hilltop burn. And he goes, he goes, look at him. They think they have already won. And he goes, they haven't. He's like, have they? No, one of the other guys. Is that what it so, is? Yeah. No. But, like, you could tell that they're they're worried. So the two guys that are with them, one of them says they haven't, and then the other one says, have they? And then Beta's on and says no. But I, this, is, this is time to end this. And then that's when it comes over. What I was talking about earlier was Eugene, and he needs, he's like, he's arguing, and they're like, He's like, you're really taking this stuff back to Alexandria? And Eugene's like, I am. He's, and you know, they're going back and forth. He's like, this is it. Well, they're arguing because Eugene wants to do it tonight. And they're wired things up during the battle. He's like, it's already late. They're still out there. Why don't you just wait till first light and then go? And Eugene's pretty much like, I'm not going to run the risk of someone else taking this. So I'm going now. But fuck you. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullets. It's the only thing of value that we're contributing. It's literally everything we have to offer. So he knows that's what his place in this is. Mm-hmm. It's it's to deliver bullets, which that's why I was saying that was kind of cool with the show because it kind of sh- watching this and then reading this, you're like, okay, look, it's in place. You know, Eugene, him making that one <laughs> bullet, I think it shows that, you know what, he is finding his purpose with, with Rosita's talk. That he had in that episode, you know, maybe that's what it, he found his purpose. That is what, because she's like, you have nothing to contribute. Yeah. Now he does. He can make bullets. That's, right. That's, and I think that's where that's leading to. And then you get kind of a glimpse of of Sherry and Tara talking at the Saviors. Fucking Tara. <clears throat> and uh, they're they're talking about what to do. Um, she said, "I found him." You know. Uh, she pretty much said, you know, I found him. They wouldn't take the horse back. I'm worried. And uh, Tara says, worried about what? I don't know. I don't like those assholes either. But there's a lot at stake here. We don't have to buy into their bullshit completely. But if they need help, I mean, isn't it better if we can? Uh, don't know how we feel about them? A little, t- uh, little too late for that already. I don't know how to feel. Uh, they're, far- they're faring against them. Whispers. I'm concerned. And she says... Uh, um, well, this is Sherry saying, Tara, please let me make something completely clear to you. I believe in Rick Grimes. They're going to win. It may be hard. A bunch of them might die, but they're going to win. That's what Rick Grimes does. And when it's all over and all the whisperers are dead and Rick has his people, uh, Rick, and his, Rick people. and his people are weary and weak, we will take over whatever's left. So it's kind of an inside coup where she is planning to attack Rick once the whispers have softened him up and pretty much done the dirty work for her. She's going to attack and try and claim the top spot and overthrow Rick. What an interesting twist. What a twist. It's a twist. What a twist. It's a fucking twist. I give this episode of Walking, or this issue of Walking Dead, a 7-6. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. Had a lot going on. Didn't do a lot to drive the story. A lot of the story got driven. it had a lot of cool... Oh, no, see, my thing is it didn't do a lot to drive the main story, but it had a lot of cool character moments. Yeah. You had a lot of good character building moments in this. Like, Maggie 
standing up for Hilltop and standing there with Herschel attached to her leg with a sword. And it shows that the people of Hilltop have what it takes to stand up for themselves and defend themselves without Rick in the army there if they need to. And mm-hmm. That they're not helpless. It, it, it As far as plot goes, there didn't. it wasn't a lot of moving the story. It was a lot of character development and building and character discovery. Nah, these 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 uh, characters are pretty developed. It's a uh, issue one sixty one. <laughs> They're pretty developed. Well, I'm not necessarily like, but they change though. You see, Maggie. How much has Maggie changed from? Oh, a lot. The farm to now, like taking this leadership role, doing this with two kids. Her husband gets beat to death in front of her. She. She waves off any advances from any other guy because she says, "My, I love my husband too much, and there's no other man that'll ever be able to fill his shoes." You know, it's she's such a strong character, and you kind of definitively saw that because she's questioned herself as a leader. She's questioned herself with Rick as a leader mm-hmm. multiple times, and she was just being questioned issues ago where they tried to poison her. I think uh, Negan's gonna kill that. Beta. I, I do too. I do too. And I think that's the only reason that they're going to win this is because fucking Negan's pretty much just going to walk over there and pretty much just snap his neck. Probably. Or stab him or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I think it's going to be a mano a mano. A one-on-one fight? Yeah. He's going to take him down. Hope so. We'll see. I think they're all the ones that are just going to... I think the rest of the, the whispers that are living, I think they're just going to kind of scatter. You Maybe. know what I mean? Like, that'll be the end of it. But well, there's I mean, going to be one last final battle. And that's it. It's going to be. Because there's only one issue left. Yep. That's part five or six. Of the Whisper Wars, yeah. And then you get to Fallout and then whatever's next. Whatever's next. The Death of Rick Grimes. 200. I'm calling issue 200. It's a couple years away. Issue 200. No, it'll be like next year. We're only at at 160. That's true. It's a couple. It's a. That's forty. That's thirty nine issues. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a couple of three years. We'll see if they even make it to issue two hundred. Yeah, I think they will. It's going strong. Yeah, it's still one of the highest selling books. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> but I I enjoyed Walking Dead. I'm gonna give it. Like I said, I you may disagree with me, and that's fine. But I don't feel like it did a whole hell of a lot to push the story forward. It just well, you, it focused. I mean, it it actually did because they they dwindled down a lot of the whispers. Yeah, they have. They it shows Rick knows something. Something's up, and he's he knows that it's not done yet. He there's you know what I mean. Like something happened to Coral. Lydia has really taken a uh, a a real role in in making this war happen. That's that's they, like I said. That's what I'm talking about with character. But development. I mean, this whole war. I mean, it's it's been progressed because it's. You know what I mean? Is it down. They, you don't see. You don't really see. You see Rick's group and all these people defending themselves in in character stories and their own arcs. You don't see Beta or the Whispers pushing the story more. Like it's 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 not pushing forward. It's developing. Yeah. Is. And I guess maybe that's why I say it. the story isn't moving forward, which means that they're not pressing it. They're developing what they've already built. Yeah. Is essentially what they've done with this issue. They're refining it. They're giving you more into it because they're showing you them defending their village. They're showing you all these different characters and giving you 
arcs, little arcs in the character's development. So they're they're refining this this story and getting you ready for the, the final act. The conclusion. Yeah. It's good. Excited. Can't wait for next month. Next month we get, no sorry it's February we get two issues. February we get two issues of Walking Dead, and issues are only twenty five cents a piece. Sweet. Because of their twenty fifth anniversary of Image Comics. Sweet. Right. What the fuck? What? There. <laughs> Lobo is Hulk's son. <laughs> Lobo Hulk's son. Oh, what? This picture of Jose on Instagram. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's a picture of Jose, and it looks like he has like a one those pimple. Yeah. Pads on there. It says, "My sister put a thing on my nose. Hopefully, it doesn't hurt." That's a T-shirt. Congratulations, Jose. You just made your own T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Jose. Jose made the t shirt. Yep. T shirt incoming, Jose. Uh, you did it to yourself. I'm liking that because it became a t shirt. You fuck. Did you just screenshot it? Not yet. I'm screenshotting it. It's screenshotted. Dude, I'm going to do it. That's what I'm going <laughs> to use for the Just Wants to Touch the World shirt. I don't know if, if you guys are all following. Jose Chimichanga on Instagram, but right now there's a picture of him in a wife beater. Yep. With a leopard. Does he not have eyebrows? It doesn't look like it. it Dude, like that's going to be the Jose just wants to touch the world shirt. It's happening. I'm going to make it <laughs> But tonight. he's got like a leopard, leopard uh, printed like. It's like a blackhead remover. Like a blackhead remover on his nose that he's going to pull off. <laughs> yep. And it's going to be a shirt. In his blue room. Yep. It's going to be a shirt. It's going to be a shirt. That's awesome. It's happening. It is happening. So, yeah. Um, Instagram pick, Jose. So tell me about Hulk's son. Oh, Hulk's son. I ended up correcting him, but I'll tell you the story. Lobo's Hulk's son. I had the uh, direct issue one of DC's direct, whatever it was, their preview magazine. Mm -hmm. I had it sitting on my desk at work. And there's this guy at my work that he's the he's, he's a new guy, right? He's the new guy. He's the know-it-all. He's trying to he's trying to mark his territory. He's trying to show that he's important. He is the young stud trying to come into the old uh, old man's territory and trying. Yeah, and he's trying. You know, he think he he thinks he's innovative and he's new and he's coming with new ideas. Well, he's a young stud trying to push out the old. Bull or whatever the fuck it is. That's kind of what he's doing. And, and, and it, I've noticed this with a lot of people is if, and I've only noticed this like in work type scenarios. I don't notice it like outside in real life. I've only noticed it with work people. Uh-huh. But what they do is they, they, they tear at you and try to take you down. And then like, I don't put up with it. I'm just right back at it. And what they do is they try to find common ground with you Yeah. to like, to make you guys think you guys have a connection. Your buddies, yeah. So that you you will bend to his will. And I don't buy into it, and I just fucking attack, and I don't give a shit. So he came up to me yesterday. It was today. Was it today? Was it yesterday? I had to have been today, because today is when you told me about it. It was today, because I told you just as it happened. Oh, wait. Was it was it yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was yesterday. yesterday. 
And uh, so he came up to me, and I had the, the direct, it had the preview. And what is on the cover is it's Batman and Harley Quinn fighting Lobo. And then, like, Harley Quinn has her mallet, like, choking Lobo, and, like, Batman's coming in, and he was fucking nitpicking at me, thinking he's the shit. And fucking, I wasn't having anything to do with it. So he looks down and he, and he slides. Is your buddy that listens to the show going to know who this is? Yeah. Okay. So he slides. Yeah, because I've been fucking, I'm not, I'm not quiet about what I do. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a very vocal person. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that, you You're know. Like, you can't wait to talk about this on tonight's podcast. You know what's going on with me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a very hidden person. Yeah. I'm not a very secretive person. Mm-hmm. I'm a very open person with pretty much everything. So I was sitting there, and it was him and his supervisor, and then they were talking to me about something. And I was kind of looking at it, what he was talking about, and he slides that out, and he goes, oh. He looks at Lobo, and he goes, Hulk's son. And I, I, didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to it, but I heard him say it. I said, no, it's Lobo. And I was just still talking about like work stuff, and he mm-hmm. says it again. He said, no, 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 that's Hulk's son. And I go, no, it's Lobo. And then he's he looks at me and he's like, no, no, no. Like, I didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, and I just dropped it. And I was figuring out what it was. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going to drop. I'll wait till he comes back and I'm going to set him straight. So essentially you you dropped it and you let it go. And then you waited for him to come back and then you corrected him. Yes. So he came back in. Because what he had said to me, yeah, because he came back in. Like. 15 minutes later, after he thought of something fucking new to say and nitpick and be a fucking schmuck about, he came back in and he was like, he had said something. And I was like, and it, it irked me the way he said it. I said, you know what? That's not fucking Hulk, son. That's Lobo. Fucking Hulk is Marvel. Lobo is DC. He's like, no, no. They just go back and forth. Wait, and What? And I said, wait, what? It doesn't work like that. None of this works like that. And he said, yeah, you know how they just go back and forth? I said, no. No, it doesn't. No, they don't. Yeah. He says, yes, they do. I said, no, they don't. (laughs) They don't just go back. He said, you know, Deadpool, he's always in Marvel and DC. I said, nope, wrong again. (laughs) You're fucking wrong. Nope. Did you get as heated about it as you are right now? Yes. And fucking my buddy in the corner's fucking laughing and everybody's the already, one that listens to our show? Yeah. Everybody's turned around, everybody's looking. And uh and he backs up and he goes He goes, Sorry, I was poor growing up. I didn't get to read comic books and What does that have to do with anything? And that's what I said. I just said, Okay. And he was like, I just watched X Men and he walked out. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Wait. <laughs> Wait. So he says, I just watched X-Men. I'm assuming talking about the cartoon. Yeah. Sang the theme song. <laughs> and then peace the fuck out. That's what he did. Okay. And that's, that's exactly what he did. I was like, okay. <laughs> and everybody was sitting there and... And then we just laughed, and we, it was just like. <laughs> so now, whenever you see him, you're just like, "I watch X Men." So all day yesterday, people would go, "What is that?" I said, "Hulk, son." <laughs> and then you sent me that fucking picture of Hulk and a chick's ass, and then Lobo <laughs> fucking smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you didn't. Um, 
You didn't look at the picture of the, the chick I sent you? No. It's Hulk's wife. Oh. So it's Hulk, his wife, <laughs> equals Lobo. No, I just it popped up and I was doing something, and I didn't really look at it, and I just I just laughed, and then I fucking... <laughs> I just watched. I just watched X Men. <laughs> That's what you did. Oh, uh, but he, and then he did it again today. He tried to. He did the same thing again today. He walked in and he fucking spouted off some bullshit. Oh, what he said was he said he walked in. He said I'm gonna. Uh, qual- I'm gonna start quality checking what you do. I said, "Okay, boss, I'll make a form for you that I have to fill out, and you can sign. I'll check it off. You sign it, put it in my folder for me. <laughs> How's that, boss?" He was like, "You know, I really like that Guardians of the Galaxy movie." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, me fucking too." So he tried to like tell you he's gonna start quality checking you. Aren't you higher than him? Well, yeah, he's not my boss. He's not anything to me. I'm just, you know, I'm. I, I, you know, I work so in the office. Why the fuck is he going to quality check you? Because he's trying to, like, and like I was telling my buddy at work, it, and every, you, everybody who who has his mentality has done the same thing. He's like the fourth person that has do this. They think that if they could change me, they win the company or something. Or, mm-hmm. you know... Because I do something that that I can that is never a hundred percent. No matter, my job is always a ninety two percent. Is as close as I can ever get. Yeah. Because I'm I'm doing something that I'm trying to interpret for other people. Right. And other people always do think, act, and and see things different than I do. Right. So I can never do it. So so I'm the easy target. I'm the easy target. I'm gonna start quality checking everything you do. You know, I'm going to start doing that on the podcast. I'm going to start quality checking you. Go for it. I'm going to start checking everything you say and make sure it is accurate. So, like, I I did something and I emailed them. I said, okay, boss, I finished this. So if you can come in in the morning, we can go over it. I'll appreciate it. <laughs> he are you going to me, gonna go over it with them? He's like, <laughs> he came up to me and said, like, I don't mean to be a dick. And I'm just like. You, you should have been like, listen, you don't understand how things work around here. I'm Kyle fucking Stinson. I'm the man that has quit twice and come back two days later. So it's it's me. Anything that happens, if it comes down to me and you, you're the one that's going to be gone. I mean, he's not the first person that's done this to me, so I know yeah. the routine. I've, you it's know, not your first rodeo? No. Like, I remember another guy that did it. He walked up to me, and he was there for 45 minutes. He said, I'm going to take your job. I said, you could fucking have it. And I just got up and walked out. <laughs> You know, I was looking for a job when I found that one. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, everybody that has that mentality always does the same thing. And like I was writing to you, his ideas are no different than the three people before him. Yeah. I've heard so many people say those, his ideas, and you know what's happened? None of it. Yeah. Because people are going to, owners of companies are going to do exactly what they want. They, this one person's not going to come in. Because I also told them, I was like, hey, um... How about this? I'll put a desk right here and you can sit next to me. <laughs> we'll fucking we'll fucking take care of shit. You know, Deadpool's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But I I've, yeah. I've 
it's only in work environments I've seen people do that. Yeah. Where they, they, they fuck with you and you, you kind of bark at them and then they try to like befriend you. Like they it's because they're to trying you. to keep maintain office place um, best practices, that's all. They're just trying to be office friendly. And I try not to make it a hostile work environment. I don't buy into it, and I don't fucking, I don't even let it down. I don't even let it fucking. You make it a hostile work environment. I don't make it a hostile work environment, but I don't cater. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because you tell me you like Deadpool does not make us friends. Right. That's that's just how I look at it. I understand. But all right, that'll be a great place to end it. A great office workplace story for Kyle. (laughs) Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this longer. episode you can kind of get a, a feel for what the new format's gonna be two episodes in one um yeah you got a little bit of the the normal show you got a little bit of comic book reviews you got a little bit of everything it's like a it's like a buffet you get a little bit of everything right it's like a potpourri episode <laughs> it's like a buffet you get a little bit of everything but uh for the absolute geek podcast i'm matt and i'm kyle and we're here to say with that we just watch x-men <laughs>